You're all right, girl. Come on, girl. Thing. Is it done? <laughs> I guess I fade it out. <laughs> fade it out. What kind of intro is this? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rad Dad Radio, aka Rad Dad Redemption. My name is Super Shark Johnson, and I am joined today by the one and only Creamy Johnny Cream Cakes, Johnny Cream Boy. Good day, sir. <laughs> How'd it, fella? And we have a special guest star, hopefully future former host, Jordash Shaquille. Howdy, y'all. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about Red Dead Online. We dove a little bit deeper into that. We're going to go uh, into the different features and talk about what we've done. We're going to talk about tomorrow's game awards and our predictions. We're going to dive into Chapter 2, Horseshoe Overlook. Mm. And then we're going to talk about some Western flicks and beer in the Wild West. Uh, mm. So tune in. We're excited for Red Dead Radio Episode 2. You don't have to tell them to tune in. They're tuned. They're tuned in. Are they tuned? They're listening now. Are you tuned? Someone's listening to this. Yeah, we have a few listeners right now. Uh, thanks to everyone listening. And uh, Wait, what's uh, the name of the podcast? It's Rad Dad Redemption. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I'm hoping we cover some uh, some dad topics here. I got some dad about, shit for you guys. Some dad topics for you. Yeah, everybody. John, warm us up, brother. Well, Joel, get into that mic too. I feel like um, I'm into it. Just yeah, I feel like I'm hearing some room for you. Get in, get in on that mic. Don't be shy. All right, I'm um, right here. Thanks for the. I don't know. What do you guys want to start with? Rad Dad Redemption episode two. Only our second episode. Very exciting times. It is exciting times. Well, I can tell you, um, we've had about a week to really play Red Dead Online, mm. um, and just want to hear kind of what it, what's your impressions of Red Dead Online and. Um, How's it going for you out there in the real wild, wild west where you're getting hog-tied and lassoed and knife-stabbed and tobacco yeah. spit on and watch your horse die and then show up five minutes later? It's and a like, harsh land. Like nothing happened. <laughs> Poor Brogan. The first time we played when we were all together in our posse, I <laughs> I was in a, uh, a carriage or something, and I mm. he rode up next to the carriage, and something like the GTA 5 kicked in. And I just had to jerk the wheel, and I like killed his horse, and his you horse was to. like, his horse was like stuck in the wheels of the carriage, and he went flying off, and he was just, he, you know, Brogan's so polite. This is a uh, another one of the cockfu oh, okay, uh, posse members. Uh, he's Jayhawker on uh, on Xbox Live, but he was so polite about the whole thing, but you could tell he was a little pissed. Um, and then I killed. Uh, the golden bear's horse as well. That was oh, he got he got upset about that. I don't think he thought it would come back as quick as it does. Which fun fact: if your horse dies online, it's not the end of the world. It comes back like probably in five minutes, or it's not long that it you start whistling and that uh, that skinny nag fucks off and your uh, your your actual horse comes up. The skinny nag uh, is garbage. I mean, I'm scrawny nag. It's a scrawny scrawny. Nag. Yeah, Whatever. It's pretty bad. 
It's quite it's naggish. Bad. Poor thing tires out after like 200 yards. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's rough. Um, you and I will think, say, you, or go ahead. Well, I will say like um, instant reaction. Just funny Jordanism here. Uh, you know, when you hit pause in Red Dead the campaign, you can hit pause and you can go and you can like go to the kitchen, go to the bathroom, take a walk, go watch a movie, whatever. Come back, hit you know unpause, and you're right back in it with online. There's uh-huh. no pause. No pause. No. No. There's yeah, Jordan. No pause. That's how. Um, that's how online games work. Yeah, do expand, um, please. Go further. Expand yeah. on that. <laughs> Jordan, welcome to video games. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's well, embarrassing. I learned the hard way. Learned that recently. Um, well, so I want to ask you guys a couple of questions. So, John, you asked like, what what was the online? What's your online horse? I'm curious about that too. What did you name your online horse there? My horse is called Young Jake. Young Jake. Yeah, and the only reason he's called Young Jake is because I, um, in my, in my real life, in my personal life, I my main source of income is I'm a, um, like a game show live hosted trivia host. Uh, the company is called Excess Trivia and Karaoke in Columbus, Ohio, and um, I was talking to a manager, um, from the uh, a burger company. They're called Bear Burger, and I do a trivia show there on. Tuesday nights, and I, w- I just got off the phone with a, a very nice uh, gentleman. His name is Jake, and um, I sat down. I just had created my character, and I was like getting my horse set up, and I, I thought, I thought, young Jake sounded real nice. So that's uh, the reason. Young Jake. Yeah, it's reason. Yeah, and I and I I like to talk to him online. I I think uh, Joel, you can you can probably vouch for me. I, I I talk about Jake a lot when we're playing. I think he's a fine horse. He's a fine steed. Yeah, I can't wait to customize them some more. I was looking at some of the options in the stable and good uh, tack there. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go long haired. I'm gonna give him some different colored hairs. He's gonna. Mm-hmm. He's it's gonna expensive. be a great horse. It is expensive. We'll it is expensive. That. Yeah. What is it? What's your horse's name there? Uh, uh, Thick Dixon. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's, all right. That's, that's my horse's name, name, Thick Dixon. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yep. And uh, and how'd you land on that, Jordan? You know he's. <laughs> just strong and his name's Dixon and as he grew into uh his you know mature years uh I just put thick on the front of it so now is that the horse that you got after uh the the, the horse stealing mission the one that the stable gave yeah, you yeah he hooks okay. it up I mean that's a heck of a way to earn a you know regular business partner yeah I believe it's like free a, horse. Sh- a shitty Tennessee walker better than scrawny McGee or whatever is scrawny neck yeah Scrawny McGee was a '90s rapper. I believe he's a he's an MC with a tapeworm. If I he was known for his hit "No Gym No Gym Membership" was his no biggest gym. hit. I think he had. Yeah, I mm-hmm. only eat celery. Um, Joel, <laughs> what is the name of your goddamn steed? So I just bought a horse, um, and uh, it cost me a lot of money because you have to pay a hundred dollars to get the stable. Mm. I stable asked slot. you. I asked you what its name was. I don't need a fucking well, life he's, story. He's, he's you got it. You told me your career as part of your horse's just name. Like a heartwarming story about young Jake. Well, mine well, had a good, a good. I'm story. sorry. You're right. You're right. I'm You're sorry. Right. So anyway, I had to buy a new stable slot so that so I could get a, a new horse. I and fill that name, slot. His name is Mako. Mako. Mako's good. Yeah. A, he's a white Belgian. So he's a big boy. But he's got more well, stamina than uh, than Artax, my original 
scrawny nag had. Original, what happened to Artex? Artex lost to the died. swamp. <laughs> he drowned in the swamp. <laughs> swamp of sorrow. The the bog of eternal bliss or, or eternal uh, stench or something. Yeah. You've named Never your horse. Story. You've named your horse Mako. Hopefully, you spend plenty of time bonding with this horse, so that if some wolves come up in the wild. It's not more of a may-go situation. Sometimes these horses get spooked and they run away. We don't want a may-go. We want a may-co. I'm telling humor. This is a humor joke that I'm telling right now. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I tried, guys. This podcast sucks. <laughs> well, the other thing about having a horse is you have to pay 75 cents a day just to have a horse. But then if you get two horses, you pay a dollar fifty a day. <laughs> so that's seventy-five plus seventy-five. That's rich. That's rich. That's real rich. Hey, user uh, Kai Fox, aka Nighthawk, says uh, uh, not many can handle riding thick Dixon. He's yep. notorious through the Wild West. <laughs> yeah, he'll he's a mother bucker. Am I right? <laughs> he'll buck you good. Yeah, <laughs> he'll buck you right off he the cliffs. Buck you right off. Well, we, um, we can agree Jordan wins the, the horse naming competition, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, out, of, out of young Jake Mako, Thick Dixon is reign, reign supreme. Well, my, my first cowboy's name was, uh, um, what was it? Dixon oh, Cox. Wait, and his act, horse, Thick you're, Dixon. Your you're cowboy, your online character? Yeah, Dixon Cox. Okay. Okay. Thick, like a, Thick Dixon like is a, bet. That's a good horse name. A level past docking or something dixon cox jordan do you have uh did i ever get to see a photo of your character i haven't played with you online yeah yet. and I, I remade him uh after watching django unchained um and now my character is django freeman so i went back okay yeah do you think you'd be willing to willing to share a photo with uh yeah he shared one I'll yeah, it's, it up on the Instagram. no it's 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 on uh it's on our thread there on Instagram? Uh, the, the big thing is I, I don't think Red Dead has glasses or sunglasses for purchase. You cannot outfit your cowboy with glassware. Glasses. I would bet that they would add that, though. They probably will. Yeah. Well, it you really need it if you're going to be Django. Well, I know in the single-player mission, you do encounter a feller in the woods who got his leg in a bear trap. and You, mm. have, you have the option to help him out. I yeah. guess you could just sit there and watch him die. Um, and he has a pair of glasses on that you see him turning. I helped and it him. Looks, it looks like two lenses that he brings closer or further apart from one another. I was um, actually reading about that, the floating lenses or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's There's really a glitch. cool. I was telling Lori about it. I was like, I would love that because then you can fine-tune your vision, you know, because you got the two lenses. Oh, you're talking like old-school Wild West oh, glasses. Yeah. So they're like on, they're on wire. Glasses. They're on wire. It's like yeah. uh, primitive yeah. bifocals can, is what it sounds can, like. Yeah. You can take them off your head and kind of wrap them around each other and put them in your pocket. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, I feel like those are better than what we have today. They probably what's weigh the, a pound. Though. What's the Austrian fellow's name in Django Unchained? Oh, Trivia. Gosh. Christoph Waltz. Yeah. His character has those glasses. And he's... God, he's good in that movie. Well, we'll get into We're gonna get here into, at the end of the, jumping at the, the, end gun. Of the show. So here's uh, here's my question. How have you guys... Money is obviously a big deal. We're going to talk about the economy. I know there's a lot of folks online that are the economy. a little upset about the economy of Red Dead Online. Um, yeah, but a repeater money, freaking rifle back in the 1890s was like 20 bucks, not $600 like it is in the game. Yeah, of all, uh, which one? One of the guns is uh, the Mauser, I believe, is $1,000. Well, most of them sit right around the five hundred dollar well, range. Yeah, I think range, it's a leveling 600. move. They don't want people just 
spraying people down in Blackwater. Uh, well, See, that's the weird thing about Red yeah, Dead in general is that there's this uh, uh, attention to detail and also some historical accuracy, but then mm-hmm. it's still a video game, right? Like, So it still has to function like a video game. It right. can't be, oh, as soon as you get $8, you can have the best gun in the game. I get right. it. So I'm I'm fine with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, wh- how have you guys been making money? Like, what's been your go-to ways of like going out there and earning cash? Or have you learned any little missions. tricks of the trade that you want to share? You said missions. Missions. Yeah, I've, I've been doing missions. That's my probably my favorite thing to do right now. I haven't done a whole lot of just free roam, run around stuff. But yeah, the missions pay like four or five, four or five bucks a piece, I think. And then you get XP as well. And I want to unlock some of those later, like clothing options. And I want to unlock, um, uh, certainly some of the weapons and horse options. So yeah, I love it. Cause remember in GTA, when you first logged on, it was like, Oh man, how do I get the rocket launcher? I want the rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Oh, you have to be a level 50. Well, and I, I will say, like, compared to GTA, I do – there was so much stuff that I don't think anyone used because you just skipped to the best thing. So I do like a good the point. fact that a game is forcing you – like, I bought a pair of stirrups today for my horse, and uh, it was a probably a – not even mid-level. It's, like, slightly below mid-level pair of stirrups, but that helps with your horse stamina and, like, keeps him going a little bit longer, which, as we talked yeah. about, is a major grief for a lot of folks. And um, – and I was thinking, I was like, I couldn't afford the higher level. The next level up was like, I had to be like a level 32. I'm a strong 14 right now. Ooh. And I was like, I kind of appreciate a game that's going to let people appreciate all the different items along the way, the little breadcrumb trail to glory. I think that's I think that's okay. It makes but the I grind wonder... fun. It makes yeah, the grind think... worth doing, you know? <clears throat> Absolutely, man. And I think thinking about like Fortnite culture, like that is part of um, that fort Fortnite cultures. You're trying. You try on everything. You get to wear all those little things, all those dances, all the way up to the very elite, rare, hard to get stuff. And I think that's okay. I think the problem is is that money um, is unbalanced. <clears throat> and something I was talking to, um, I think it was Brokestar Jayhawker about was like if if a gun costs a thousand dollars, you know they're going to try to sell us a log cabin eventually. That, um, like what what is that going to cost? That's going to take years <laughs> to save up the amount of money to buy like a plot of land or a log cabin, or maybe we get our own rowboats. Or, or I mean, how cool would it be if a crew could own a train and we're running stuff on a train, Lavidius Cornwall style? You know, that'd be like the yacht equivalent for uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, right? <laughs> like, because in Grand Theft Auto Five, I know you can. I, th- I feel like that's my only comparison for Red Dead Redemption 2. And uh, all I know is the Super Shark was the first to get a yacht. And I, j- I hopped on that yacht mm. and I yes. uh, we had we some drank beers. Until we, we drank until we died. <laughs> <laughs> we, re- we literally drank you know until uh, we died. <laughs> pretty sure that's what you guys would do if you had a yacht. If we had a yacht life. in real life. Yeah, you'd probably drink until you well, died. I wouldn't be sober. <laughs> I wouldn't yeah. be sober. Maiden Voyage. Yeah. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Well, I think for me, um, I've learned a couple tricks that I'd like to share. So hunting is a constant thing. And I think compared to single player is don't get caught up on the quality of your kill. Um, just you're talking, everything. uh, your, your pelt yeah, like quality, get, the yeah, stars. Get, pelt quality. Yeah. Don't yeah. get. Uh, don't get caught up on that. Like, obviously, if you can spot a three-star buck uh, versus a one-star, you know, chase that guy down, track that thing down. But um, constantly be carrying meat. Um, I think that's a thick, 
Dixon quote? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, carry, carry that meat and uh, chase that pelt. Couple he also pounds, says that. How many pounds of meat do you think Thick Dixon can carry? Oh, God, buck 45. <laughs> That's a lot of meat. Buck so, yeah, hunt, hunt constantly and then try to work in butchers in between every single like uh, journey that you're taking, whether it's uh, missions or treasure hunts or things like that. So that's one you thing. You will lose your shit if you go into a mission. Yeah. It's uh, important. Yeah, that's oh. true. That is true. And if you go online or if it hiccups, which it has been doing um, now that it's fully open to everybody, um, yeah, if you have a, a three-star wolf pelt on the back of your horse, you're going to lose that. Yeah. Thing if it hiccups. I can't wait so, till I get a fishing pole. That's the next thing I was going to say. So it's $50 for a fishing pole. I highly recommend you get it. And look at salmon and steelhead trout. Those would net you in between four and five dollars a fish. You can catch Decent. up to ten fish at a time, so that's fifty fifty bucks for, you know, fifteen twenty wow. minutes worth of fish. That's rich. I have to do that. Boomba. Yeah. Um, so uh, and then the other thing is, you can, in the side menu, you can actually replay story missions. And there is one Ooh. story mission, and you have to have played through all of them. It's the last one, and depending on how well you do, it pays out two hundred to five hundred dollars. So wait, wow. are you telling me that you complete the campaign and then in the online not the campaign, mode? Not the campaign. Okay. These are the story missions within the online. Sure. They're separate. Sure, sure, you should sure, sure, you should sure. think of them as uh, sure. separate games. You know. Totally. Like online versus the campaign and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So there is one in particular. You Now, you can't pick them um, specifically, but you can just say, I want to join a story mode mission. Um, but if you little roll the dice, you'll get that big payout mission every once in a while. And that is, just like Creamy said earlier, that's a great way to kind of earn money over time. So um, I was just thinking, we didn't really do the intros. If anyone is listening, they don't know who we are. We're just right like, talking. I'm okay with it. We'll, uh, Let's we'll, do it now. We can do it now. We can do it now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's do it Grace. now. All right. My name is John Michelle Egbert. I am Cream of Egbert with spaces, E G B E R T on Xbox Live. If you want to play with us, um, I'm a father. I'm a dad. I would, I would consider myself, 75 to 80 percent of a rad dad, uh, and I do seek redemption. <laughs> um, <laughs> I live in Columbus, Ohio. We are doing this podcast, if you couldn't tell already, um, kind of mobile or what or what am I saying? Across the country. I'm in Ohio. Yeah. These boys are in Colorado. Uh, and we're we're ex- we're trying Skype right now. Um, we may switch to Discord or another service, but anyways, I'm a 34-year-old man. I'm happy to be alive every day I wake up. I don't struggle with uh, depression or anxiety. I uh, <laughs> I play guitar and I'm also an artman. I like to Make lines that, when put together, create an image. Doing lines. And, dude, your art is amazing. Um, what, tell folks your Instagram so they can see some of that. It's at Egbert Cream. E-G-B-E-R-T Cream, all one situation. And um, if you like You're an mediocre, art dealer now, huh? If you like medio- mediocre dick art, I'm your guy. <laughs> Look no further. <laughs> Well, and my name is uh, my name is Joel Super Shark, aka Shark Johnson. That's my my GTA character name. Um, and I am also a, I am also a dad, but I also like a, a the British version of dad. Like hello, hello dad, hello gov, daddy, hello daddy, nice nice vest, daddy. <laughs> 
So yes, Fun this show voices. is not just for dads. It is for dads, dudes, dames, and all folks in between and on both ends. Um, and it's obviously we're 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 real into Red Dead Redemption, but Red Dead Radio is going to slowly grow from that seed into many other aspects of nerdy stuff. And uh, I'm excited for all of you to uh, to join us along the way. Um, I am a, a summer camp director, uh, and I live in Colorado, and uh, I kind of, I was thinking today, I went on a big hike today, and uh, I kind of live in a lot, a lot of the environments that you see mm. in uh, in the game, and um, and I think that's a big inspiration for me, and it's kind of, it's kind of surreal, too. Um, you got to kind of balance that out of how much time am I going to spend in the fake Wild West, and how much time am I going to spend in the real Wild West, but... Um, I like playing that balancing act, and am happy to be on the show with you guys today. And we have a special guest, aka future host, future dad, possibly. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Hmm. Eat your yams. Eat them. Uh, <laughs> my name is Jordan Egbert, and I am. Uh, I guess I'm going by Jordash Shaquille is my name on Rad Dad, which Sean <laughs> gave me last week. Uh, brother, youngest brother of of the two here, Cream and Shark. Uh, very proud to be at this table tonight um for me i'm a beer salesman in my day job i work for diversity don't we 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 sure do (laughs) i work for boulevard brewing company as well as omi gang uh brewery omi gang and uh it's a great job i I see a lot of the state i basically talk about craft beer all day long uh it awards a lot of cool things uh we go to a lot of cool parties and festivals and events and i'm all over the place but on my free time i like to hang out with these two guys among others uh in the virtual world and uh yeah not a dad yet recently married uh my beautiful wife is at home hopefully listening and uh i think we're gonna be rad parents someday soon maybe fingers i don't know crossed. fingers crossed uh thick dixon thick dixon is <laughs> how <laughs> jordan ends every i think sentence. it's important i think it's important to note though that you know if you're listening to this podcast and you're one of these you're one of these internet boys that okay oh I, I wish they would only talk about video games I don't need to hear about all the the fatherhood stuff or or maybe you're a dad out there who you, you're mm. not at you're a, you only play golf you you don't you've never owned a video game console or a gaming PC in your life and you're like man I wish they would just talk about more uh, you know gushy dad stuff uh, to to those two parties I say get out of here we don't want you this is a podcast specifically designed for video gaming dads also who play red dead redemption too so it's pretty it's a niche market but man they're there there's a bunch of us yeah absolutely man well um, so uh we do want your feedback but at the same time don't come in here with you know only talk about dad stuff or only talk about video game stuff you're getting both all right and that's how how we designed it probably a lot of other weird subject matter as well um so let's talk about the economy. Um, going back to online is uh, some. There's been obviously a lot of complaints. We've already complained about it. Um, and Rockstar did release a statement that tomorrow um, they will be send, putting out the very first update, which is supposed to be uh, addressing the economy. So <clears throat> don't spend anything. <laughs> don't spend a lot of money tonight on your Red Dead Online character because. Things will probably be cheaper. Did they give everyone twenty bucks? Did they? I just yeah. I, I logged in today and it's a cool twenty there. Really? Yeah. Maybe that's because of your horse's name. 
<laughs> Could be. You won. Yeah. <laughs> you win. Could be. Yeah, I don't know, but I know that is something that and they said that they um in the in the I guess the the way the code is written, they made it very easy to tweak prices on things. So um they can update that on the fly. So uh, I guess look forward to that. That's a change, and I think that's another reason why it's okay that they called it a beta. I think it's okay that things aren't perfect. So um, that'll be changed. And then the other thing that they announced is any anything. Um, a lot of people with a beta are afraid that oh, I might I might put like all this time into this character and level up, and then once the full release of the game comes out, it's going to be gone. GTA, GTA, Rockstar came out and said uh don't worry about it everything will carry over um your game is saved yeah you'll be okay Mm. so those are two things that i think i was worried about and uh i'm not so worried about it. you know i I, they're kind of the pros at addressing issues like this and i feel like they are an industry staple in terms of just thinking ahead right john i'm sure uh they're the bar yeah they are the the bar. bar well and i have a personal story involving like rockstar support so I um, put in a, a help ticket because on launch day for Ultimate Edition owners, which I am, I couldn't get online. And so they had posted on their Instagram or Twitter account, like, yo, click here and you can go and put in a help ticket order. So I did it. And I swear to God, within 15 minutes, a real person contacted me on my email Whoa. and said, uh, this is what I want you to do. Try this. Let me know if it works. And I had to reset the cache on my, uh, like the RAM cache, uh, ready active memory, I think is what RAM stands for. On the for. Xbox yeah, console. which you have to hold the button mm-hmm. for a long time and unplug it. Random you taught me memory. That's oh, it, thanks, Daft Punk. Uh, Thick Dixon. And so I did that, and it totally worked. Like, he totally helped me. And then I told him, yo, my ultimate content isn't working, and they sent me a separate code so that my ultimate content would work. They're so, like, sir, these are first world. Yeah. Old world problems. Yeah, I this can't is also find the first, my horse. <laughs> this is also Where's the first horse? Rockstar game, I believe, uh, in in their development history, where they uh, got like Rockstar North and all of their other groups yeah. to all converge and work on one game. One game. Um, I'm just I'm just saying, man. They set the bar. All other games look foolish next to these guys, um, especially open world. You know, action adventure games, stuff like that, yeah. um, and and then I think we talked about it on the last podcast. But it's the cycle where a Rockstar game comes out, whether it's Grand Theft Auto or Red Dead One or Red Dead Two, whatever. And then uh, for the next five years, you start to see game features implemented in other developers' uh, products, and then and then we and then, and then another Rockstar game comes out, and they yeah, up I mean, it all again. Retail in a nutshell. Beautiful. I mean, you see that with any industry-leading, you know, company. Uh-huh. You and know, they've only been afforded the that. They've only been afforded mm-hmm. that luxury by creating excellent content from the start. Do you guys remember sitting around on PlayStation Two with a friend playing like Grand Theft Auto Three, and you would just hot seat like? Uh-huh. Who could get the most stars or something oh, like time. that was yeah, so fun. Yeah, just take turns oh running God, from yeah. cops. So yep. totally I couldn't believe back. it was a game. I'm not in a mission. I don't have to like load up a multiplayer match. What are you know? What is this? It, it was one of those ass. things where if if you weren't the guy that owned the console, like you would wait your turn and then you'd finally get the remote handed to you and you'd be like, "It's I I can you sure? You could feel the like, warmth of you, your friend. Before you're yeah. cool with me. The just exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Is this how was, uh, Westworld yeah. is born? Are, are we yeah. on our way? I mean, these are the beginning stages of 
It's pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close. If folks haven't watched Westworld, I highly recommend it. But you have to start with the 1978 film. You don't have to. Directed by Michael Crichton. You should. You should. Only film directed by Michael Crichton. He started writing it as a book, and he was like, you know what? This is going to make a better screenplay. Um, Dangus. Yeah, so long story short. James Brolin and that mother. uh, Well, James Brolin's dad. No, Josh Brolin's dad, James Brolin. Oh, I thought it was... Josh Groban? Bob Brolin? No, Josh Brolin. Groban. It's James Brolin that's in... (laughs) Brogan? Thanos? John Groban? Thanos' dad is in Westworld. Yeah. The movie. Yeah. Awesome. So just to end out our Red Dead Online kind of segment, I guess first question, any crazy stories with randos that you guys want to... That you guys want to share? Um, anything wild that's happened? Any griefers? I know I've had some griefing happen to me. I know I've also been a griefer as well. I will. I got one. What will, is what is what's a griefer, Joel? A griefer is someone who you don't. Oh, that's right. Anything. Jordan's never played online video games. No, I've. That's I've right. You can't press try pause. To, try to go slow for him. All right, you can't. You you can name your horse. You so can't a, press a pause. Is, and a griefer is like one of the ghosts in Harry Potter. Uh, it's uh, yeah. I think you find him in the bathroom. Yeah. Like Reaper is Myrtle. someone who only—it's like a troll online. It's basically the video game equivalent of a troll online. So they only want to just mess with you so that you can't advance in the game, and they're only doing it so that you like <laughs> uninstall the game and quit or whatever. So wait, wait, wait—are these people hot seating like we were just talking about and just fucking around and, and shooting people, or are Maybe. they like out to like really screw up your your progress? People that have a, and... a low self-esteem and they get online and so they want someone else to pay right, for how much either. I'm is. a griefer. What am I doing? What are you doing? You're yeah. a griefer. Um, you're riding following Joel. You're, uh, you're riding you're killing him repeatedly. When he respawns, mm. you're finding him. Yeah. You're killing him again. Yeah. When he respawns, you're finding him. You're killing well, him that's again. That's what Joel does in all the other games we play online. I do it in real life. Is actually. Joel a griefer? I'm a griefer in real Casual life. griefing <laughs> is acceptable. I've, I'm guilty of that. A CG. Well, so my CG. favorite, which <laughs> my favorite thing to do. As first off, I love my knife. I uh, CG England. <laughs> still don't know what a griefer is. A griefer is someone who's just fucking with people. Okay. That's all yep. they're doing. Got it. That's all they're doing. And they My don't get any right reward now? from the game. The only reason they're doing it is it fills their black soul cup of hatred. They're trolls. Yeah. It makes them feel like they had an, an effect on the world that day. Yes. John Hill's a griefer. Uh, yeah, it looks like... Okay, uh, so like the <laughs> Halo equivalent is like someone who gets on and just tries to team kill. And then, yeah, and then like, quits the game. You got the ball. Yeah, just tries Things to run good. For you. you get meleeed by your buddy. Yeah. Looks like Carl Boy had a griefer experience. Oh, really? And Tell me this, about it. I mean, it tells me straight up, you got a deer. You've, you've killed it, skinned it. It's on your horse. You're probably bringing it in. Yeah. And then somebody griefs you. Well, and that, that's a little different. That take goes away. You have something of value that they can do. Oh, they can take it. My favorite thing to do. Well, someone was messing with my good boy, Golden Mare, a.k.a. Golden Bear, and uh, killed him in the middle of town. And I went up to this feller. I lassoed him. I hogtied him. Mm. I put him on the back of his Mm. own horse, and then I punched the horse Mm. in the face. And then that dude got sent off into who knows where. Uh, that's That was probably one of my favorite things that's happened so far. Anything like that uh, what, happening? So you griefed a griefer? Yeah, exactly. Cool. I got no, one, I man. mean, I, I learned that. I learned real quick, and I, I, haven't t- I haven't played a ton of online. I'm still, like, 
going back to the campaign. I'm in chapter four now, um, but I feel like anytime I'm logged into that game, I should be really trying to finish that. So I think so too. I, I did kind of run around and do some of the intro stuff mm-hmm. of the online world. I noticed real quick that Blackwater, you you walk in there unless you sneak to your destination, you're gonna get killed, and then you're gonna respawn. You're gonna get killed again. It's a death trap. Blackwater, uh, yeah. Is a it's, death so trap. it's a griefer city. So it's Valentine. It's like Las Vegas. And for Saint Denis. It might as well be the first gate. And of it's hell. it's Saint Denis. Saint Denis. S- not Saint. It's Saint. It's Saint. Saint Denis. Saint Denis. Go to mixler.com uh, backslash vote. Bad Dad Radio and vote. <laughs> is it Saint, Saint Denis? Denis? Saint Denis. I say Saint Denis. Saint Denis. Anyways, um, <laughs> I think I get it, John. Go into your example that you were going to oh, shed light on. Joel, this was the last time we played, uh, what was it, Saturday night. Joel was in the middle of, uh, I think we were in Armadillo. And um, I don't know, you were you were tangling with somebody, but I, I saw a ladder on the back of a building. I was like, until we get our, our crew together, I'm going to hang out on top of the saloon. So I got up on call. the roof, and I had just perfect, um, you know, perfect cover and then also a aerial position above everyone in this little town and uh joel was like fighting a couple different guys and he's like john god john i got an issue down you know and i, I just like <laughs> easily pulled out the old repeater and, and put a couple rounds and whoever he was fighting and there's no friendly fire when you're in a posse so i didn't have to even you know concern myself with oh don't don't hit the shark i was just shooting just blasting people off of him so he was able to like start shit on the ground meanwhile you got Lee Harvey Oswald up on top of the saloon, just just pulling shots away. It was, yeah, that was probably a my good fun, move. fun moment. That and fucking with Brogan. <laughs> oh, it's fun, dude. It's fun, dude. Wrecking um, his horse and stuff. No, when well, John did, John saved my life. A dude was trying to stab me, and I was doing that like we have to tap the button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To keep him You're from stabbing in. you. Grappling. John killed that dude before he stabbed me, like Revenant style. Oh. It was pretty awesome. It's pretty great. Can I tell a story real quick about our death match? Yeah, for sure. Dude, Joel is nuts. We're playing a deathmatch mode. Everyone else has their guns out, and Joel doesn't even have. He's, he's just running gun. around. He's just running around oh, with a hunting knife. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like, he's like, "No, it's worth more more points, bro." And it's not even like that mode where the weapons <laughs> yeah. are worth more points. He just thinks it is or something. And he's running around with a hunting knife, and um, I uh, I see him hop over the fence. He's wearing like coveralls or overalls or whatever and like has like he doesn't even have a cowboy hat on and his hair looks just real messy and crazy or whatever and he's just <laughs> r- full sprint at me with a knife just I'm like knifing right, people is he stabbing yeah. throwing everything uh, all of it and i and so mm. i i take cover i'm like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot him and i'm gonna win this battle it's joel i can do this and he runs up on me i pull i whip my gun around and before i can even pull a trigger or, or, yeah. or get a name he jumps on me and it uh-huh. goes into that like uh button mashing fest where it's like he's button mashing to stab me and i'm button mashing to resist and it it's it looks awesome uh, we captured this by the way if you go to super sharks um capture like section on his uh, xbox. xbox account like it, it's there and it's like i think his second video yeah, I think um, we need to have kind video. of a media share site, like some type of well website that people can go to. And when we reference these things, it's like, all right, it's on, well, it's on th- that those page. Can, we can get those on Instagram. But anyways, yeah. he finishes me, 
it's we do a button mash battle and he's over me and my guy looks like a skinny burt reynolds or something and uh i i i break free we both stand up he he takes no time to slash me in the face slash me mm. a couple more times in the chest and then take the knife and stab it into like my sternum area or like higher than that maybe like my collarbone area and blood is spraying everywhere like my wife she does not give a shit about video games but i was like honey get over here and watch this clip i had it up on the laptop (laughs) because if you have windows you can have like the xbox app on there and she was like she was cracking up like what the fuck it was so violent i mean blood is everywhere and my dude has the best mustache joel looks crazy it's just just imagine so him fun. running around in the desert with a knife out, and everyone. I've else seen it sh- in real life. You have seen yeah. it. Watch out for cliffs. It's like yeah. you've heard the expression, you know, don't you know, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. It's like Joel actually kind of broke that. It's like uh, a knife might not be a bad choice at a gunfight. <laughs> yeah, I won. Uh, I won the. Uh, oh, I forget what their battle royale mode is called. Like last, it's not Last Man Standing. I think Sh- it is shootout or something like that. Anyway, I won that doing that exact same strategy. Because people can't, they freak out. It's like, what's this dude's just running at me? It's unexpected you know? for sure. It is. So, what, and I think it's only a matter of time before people get savvy to that. But, um, Well, awesome. We are at Mixler.com slash Radio. If you have any stories or questions uh, that you would like to share about your Red Dead Online experience. But right now, we are going to dip into uh, the Video Game Awards. So um, tomorrow night is going to be uh, uh, the Game Awards, um, and it's kind of built up some no- notoriety. So, um, you know, they it has now been, I guess, officially looked at as the best source of kind of video <laughs> oh, game me. award, uh, I guess, content in terms of what they're giving out. And I just wanted to run through some of the categories and nominees, and, and Creamy and Jordash Shaquille kind of give me who you think is going to win it. Um, and we'll just go in that order. So I'll, I'll read the I'll read the category, and then uh, I'll read the nominees, and then Cream, you just tell me who's going to win. Jordan, you tell me who's going to win, and then I'll give my two cents, and it'll be hey, uh, uh, kind of. Hey, fun. before you yeah. start, um, yeah, go ahead. Can I tell you what video game will not win any of the awards? Oh sure, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's called Fallout seventy six. Oh, if you own that game and you paid for that, you're a dummy. You should have listened to the reviews. Well, they you they sold it, it pretty hard. I. I've seen a lot of ads like on yeah, but they prime had a time beta. for that game. They had a beta that was just it revealed all the holes. But continue. Rough. We don't have to be negative. No, you're right. <laughs> that game you're sucks. Right. So, um, first category is called best. Uh, hold on. We'll end with game of the year. So the first category is best ongoing game, um, outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Um, so we have Destiny 2, The Forsaken, <clears throat> Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, Rainbow Six Siege. Creamy, what's your pick? Rainbow Six Siege. Jordash, what's yeah, your pick? Yeah, I'm same. I, I really hope Fortnite is like just a fad. I hope it goes I'm done away. with Destiny 2. Yeah. Like, I uninstalled Destiny. I played Destiny 1 and Destiny 2, and before I got into any of the, um, whatever the... $40 expansion packs on Destiny. So by the mm-hmm. time you finish playing an entire Destiny game, you've spent $150 on one video game. I, mm-hmm. I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. It was fun. It's, not ba- it, it's like too balanced in multiplayer, and yeah. every enemy is a bullet sponge, and it's I'm tough. out. 
Um, Fortnite is officially that game is officially for twelve-year-old boys. If you like Fortnite, <laughs> yeah. you are a twelve-year-old boy flossing out by the bus stop. We see you. And I'm over it, man. I'm I over just, it. I, I have a lot well, of respect listen. for Ubisoft and uh, uh, <laughs> Rainbow Six Siege because that game came out in 2015 or 16 yeah. or something. You know what it I mean? And they have continued to support it. Um, I played it a few times. It is absolutely a tough game. It is a strategy simulation shooter, but uh, that also creates situations where your heart is racing. It's like it's like PUBG a little bit, where like. Your heart is racing, and you're you're holding down, you know, this bomb room, and only two more enemies are alive, but you don't know what wall they're coming through. So you're trying to find the best place, and you're communicating with your buddy, and they're talking to you, and you got your drone out. Like that game is awesome. I I put some hours into that game, and that's do they my have favorite. a uh, like a battle royale mode in that game? It kind of rematches kind of. I was like gonna that. ask you guys. I know we're like in the middle of a thing, and you're probably about to move on to the next, but. Who did that first? Because it, it seems so simple. That seems like well, something. Yeah, but Daisy if you look, whatever, if you yeah. look way Daisy. back into video game history, was there ever? I, well, I guess there's been last with man online game types for a long time. Right, right. Halo. The shrinking map, which forces combat. That's yeah. kind of the new evolution of that. Is Fortnite shrinking as well? Oh yeah, yeah. They have a giant kind of. Wall but you have to dress like an asshole, and you gotta like build stuff Minecraft style the whole time. If you don't know right? a lot about yeah. Fortnite, it's basically the same concept as PUBG, but there's building. So you can yeah. basically if you can build your fort, upon, right? Yeah, if an all enemy, night. And you have all to night. collect resources <laughs> for that. It's pretty fun. I mean, I I know I was joking about like only twelve year olds play that, but I mean, no, no, I, it's true what you say. I played a few matches of it. I just don't care to like try to get good at it because um it's the building i want to like i want to shoot people not sure build because you're getting griefed by 12 year olds all day and you're over it well yeah. yeah well that and like um if you know if you imagine a shooter you know and then instead of shooting that being your first impulse when you get attacked instead of that you build a little safety hut around yourself that's for yeah i don't and i'm I'm a fan of like you're, yeah, you're very old hat. You're you're get off my lawn. Yeah, Halo was never a, Halo was never a battle royale because you always can respawn. Every game mode in Halo, you respawn. So this game, you get one life, and that's and that's what makes PUBG fun, and that's what makes this genre fun is that one game may last you 30 minutes, 35 minutes, 45 minutes. Another game may last you just you know five minutes, and you're out. You die quick, and you're and you're gone. But I think that's the pool with um, with with that game mode, and you're going to see this game mode. It's going to be like what Capture the Flag was in 2002. Like it'll just be a staple in any shooter, yeah, um, battle right. royale, which I'm okay. fine with. I think it's fun. Well, my pick, I, I mean, for this ongoing game, I, I mean, I played a little bit of No Man's Sky, and it wasn't for me, but I can see if they keep adding stuff to it, and for my friends that have played it, Boo Johnson, Golden Bear, um, Harambe Zombie, uh, I think uh, I think that will always be a go-to game for those kind of folks that like a grindy, collectory kind of experience. So that'll be my vote. Next category is game direction. Um, Outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. So uh, first one is called A Way Out. I don't know if you guys remember this from last year, but the director is a little bit of a crazy dude who he created a co-op game. So when you buy A Way Out, 
um, you get two licenses for the game to give to a friend because wow. it can only be played co-op, and it's kind of a break out of prison, um, you know, game. You know, so that's that's that one. Uh, Detroit cool. Become Human, which is a, a kind of a notorious uh, PS4 game. God of War, another good PS4 game. Marvel Spider-Man, again, another PS4 game, and then of course Red Dead Redemption. Best game direction, Creamy Go. What was the first one you said? A Way Out. Um, I'll go Red Dead on that one. I, I mean, I'm sure Spider-Man is amazing. I'm sure God of War is amazing. And uh, one day when I have a buddy who's bored with his PS4, I will I will borrow it from him and uh-huh. play both of those or or whatever. Um, I did that with... Um, what was the zombie game that had... Damn it. It won Game of the, War, game of the Year award. like, And it had... Um, it was it was like a young girl and a guy like an older dude and it was by Naughty Dog. Um, what was that game called? Do you guys remember what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, it's called The Last of Us. Yeah, The Last of Us. So yeah. that's what I did with The Last of Us. Like, um, out of all of the PS3 games that were launched, like The Last of Us was one of those that I just continued to see on you know game reviews and game of the year and all this stuff and and uh, i was lucky enough to have a buddy like hey i'm going out of town i'm not gonna be playing my playstation and so he let me borrow his playstation 3 and i hooked it up and i said to myself like all right i have a i have a week to beat this game and that's all i did was play that game every night for you know a couple couple three hours and uh managed to get through it might have taken might have taken me two weeks but um yeah, I would. I would love to play Spider Man. That game looks. Yeah, it does look fun. That game looks so fun. And th- there was a um, Spider Man on what was it? PlayStation eh. Two. That was pretty fantastic. Yeah, uh, was, they did. Uh, the Spider-Man. last one was based off the movie. That no, they, not they the last it, one. I'm talking movie, so. like the first good Spider Man game. Uh, well, Maximum Activision. Carnage on Sega Genesis. Oh, that was yeah. right. Green Jelly all day. Shriek in there, Doppelganger, Shocker, whatever you want, baby. Yeah, that game was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Now we're going to play the hell out of that game. All right, let's keep rolling. I mean, my vote is my vote is Red Dead. Yeah. Yeah, you already know Red Dead. I think it's a masterpiece in all categories. So outstanding storytelling, storytelling, sorry, and narrative development in a game. Best narrative. Um, so think of uh, best story. We got Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, um, Marvel Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption. Creamy? Yeah, anyone who... Like, any of you who have played more than Red Dead should expand because, I mean, I'm sure Spider-Man's great. I'll say that again, but... I don't... Yeah, and I don't want to just say Red Dead for each of these, but God of you War, say them again? Yeah. I'm sorry. Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, Marvel Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 2. So did you guys play when it was free? There was the um, awesome adventure of Captain some such. It was like a little side, uh, like an aside to Life is Strange. Oh, no. Did you guys play that? It was free. Um, Anyways. No. Yeah, it was good. It was really fun, and the st- and the narrative was very strong. Um, it was one of those that it was probably like a two-hour experience, and I didn't play it in parts. It was oh, I started this, so I'm not gonna stop. You know, um, it it uh, so yeah. I mean that one I I just give props to, but I I think again I'll go 
I mean, without playing God of War or Spider-Man, it's like the wrong person to ask. So I, I just have to go Red Dead again. I've heard the story in, uh, in God of War is amazing. The whole like uh, father-son yeah. relationship and the narrative that I they drive it. Well, the story on a lot of these games are awesome, but what Red Dead does so well is deliver it. Some of the voice acting is like better well, than anything I've seen in a you movie. You boys ain't seen nothing yet. You, you're chapter four, John's chapter two. I mean, there is the character arc that Arthur goes through. Is well, I'm just as a whole, class. the way that they like hook you in and yeah. you believe in these characters. I mean, it's unreal. I've never seen anything close to that before in a game. Yeah, and again, we'll speed through the rest one, so we'll try to limit our little bit of a discussion just, here. But that, just real quick, next, the the rest of that is um, that that side thing that I played is uh, the awesome adventure of Captain Spirit. Uh, you guys oh, both okay. would, you guys both would really like it, and I think if anyone you know wanted to play it, it's uh, it's sort of like Telltale style, where you like pick options, walk around a small environment, explore things, try to. Um, there's some puzzle solving and stuff in there, but I recommend it. Sure. Um, let's see. Um, art direction, I think, is probably the last good kind of smaller category, and then we'll talk about game of the year. But we have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Return of the Obra Den. That looks cool. I, I'm sure God of War is going to win something. Um, oh, it's going to win hard, in, yeah. No, I mean, Red Dead is kind of coming in right at the right time, and it really captured a lot of people. Yeah, right. But God of War has some super fans and people that claim that it's, you know, the best ever. I've, I've never played it. I don't have a PlayStation. Well, and I'm sure some of our listeners have, so definitely feel free to to chime in. We got uh, a couple listeners that will say just saying sweep, 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 sweep um, for Red Dead right now. So for God of yeah. War or Red Dead for Red Dead for Red Dead, yeah. I mean, I played Assassin's I Creed agree. Odyssey. It's gorgeous. It's very co- It's the most colorful Assassin's Creed game I've ever played. It is the textures. You get to fl- play as a lady, which is a whole, you know, that's a whole different feel, I think, and how, oh. at least how I play um, the game. So it's like, I don't know, she's more nimble. <laughs> sure. And uh, I, I know Kevin Shaw kind of always chooses the, the female character. I do every once in a while. I know he's a female lady in uh, Halo and... Yeah, I'm sure he will be in Red Dead. Sure. Um, Definitely. I mean, for art direction, I mean, I, I that's a tough one. I think I think Red Dead Red the, Dead's really pretty. The landscape. There's a lot of different ecosystems and biomes and mm. landscapes, but I don't know. I feel like Assassin's Creed probably could give that, could potentially take that one away. It's a gosh darn pretty, colorful, bright game, you know? The last uh, uh, Assassin's Creed I played was the Egypt one. And um, it's awesome. I mean, those games, story story wise, um, sandbox yeah. wise, really fun. And then just to give you a heads up, um, let's see here. God of War currently has a ninety four percent on on Metacritic. Can um, you bet on these? You can bet on everything, right? I'm sure. Kevin Shaw would know how to bet. Yeah, on I mean, I think it'd be really fun to put maybe a pool together. <laughs> so that sure. what did I say? God of War has a ninety-four percent. Um, Red Dead Redemption Two on Metacritic has a ninety-seven, and that's like an aggregate of all review websites, all video game reviewers. So, I mean, that's they're really good. close. I'm sure they're both 
I'm sure God of War is awesome. I, it bums me out that there's exclusives still. Stop doing this, developers. Like, this sucks for everybody. <laughs> yeah, but th- those oh, are agreements that, that go to the console, you know? Well, it's not even that. I mean, they're uh, Microsoft, for example, with um, they are spending a lot of their own money on acquiring a lot of different developers because they want to create, you know, proprietary content that is Microsoft. So... I get it. It's a, I guess it's a marketing it's a marketing maneuver. Yeah. From publishers, you know what I mean? If you can if you can only if you make a deal with Sony that you can only get Spider-Man on their console, that means Sony uh, stands to make a lot of money and I'm sure they made it worth uh, that developers you know while to to go with them versus Xbox. And and then there's the content like exclusives on different consoles where it's a third-party developer and mm-hmm. they'll they'll, you know, release games and oh, PlayStation is is you get like a free horse or you know, I don't know. It's sure. gross. I'm sick of it and uh, I think I think 10 years from now we'll look back at 2018 and and exclusives and and I think we'll kind of laugh because it'll just be uh, developers making games that whatever machine you have, whether it's your PC, your Xbox, or your uh, PlayStation, it'll it'll run on that. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure that's true though. I think that, I mean, that's just part of the business. I think that there's yeah. well, still going to be certainly true with like Nintendo. Like they'll always be off on their own little Nintendo island with Mario and Switch and Zelda and but uh, Mario Party is... and. I mean, not to interrupt, but like that is a. For Nintendo, they put a lot of their chips on their own brand, and it's paying off in the long run. And I was thinking, as you were saying, 10 years from now, like, I was thinking 10 years ago, 2008, each console had its own flavor. You know, Xbox had its very unique flavor, um, and PS4 had its own flavor. And, yeah, there were some games you could play on both, but I think that was really what was attracting people. Now it's like it comes down to what? User interface? Like, What's the real draw between one console versus the other? They're both they're both blasting 4K HDR Dolby Atmos. Like they have all the high tech stuff in there, but what's the real draw? Like I bet it's probably friends, right? Cream. Like it's probably where are most of your friends at? That's probably what's going to determine and who buys. It. Like if Joe is going to buy a console right now, I guarantee he would buy an Xbox. I cut most a third of his if friends... he did. Yeah, there you go. And it's like, uh, if we're being realistic, I mean, in 10 years, we won't be playing pancakes. We're going to be in the we'll, stacks, man. We'll, no, we'll be playing VR. We'll be in the stacks. <laughs> yeah, Everyone the Oasis, bro. VR. VR will be what's happening in 10 years. We won't be playing, we won't be looking at <laughs> screens anymore. It's going to be beautiful. We're going to be in Columbus, Ohio, John in the stacks. Columbus, <laughs> You'll probably be back there. All right. Well, I could we could obviously talk through every one of these categories. I highly recommend going to the Game Awards, all one word, dot com. Obviously. So wait, real quick. Hold on. Yeah. Game of the year. Well, Game hold of the on. year. Spider Man, God of War, or Red Dead Redemption Two. It, it's gonna it? be. It's gonna be Red Dead. It's I'd put Red Dead. All my poker chips on it's that the one. Highest grossing entertainment property mm-hmm. of all time. And there's a reason for got, that. It's not good marketing. It. I mean, it appeals to a different type of gamer. It gets also, everybody at the sticks. Yeah. Well, you have to keep in mind and too that perfect. Red Dead is an uh, that's a game with legs, man. Look at Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. People will be paying, playing Red Dead Redemption two, uh, three years from now, four years from now, mm-hmm. and Spider Man and God of War. As far as I know, there's no online component of that. Those are solo, single player experiences. So I yeah, I go I go God of War right game of the year. 
<laughs> well, so there's going to no, be kidding, apparently kidding Red Dead Redemption, right? All the way. Do, do you think it's a landslide though? No, I think they're going to win. Be really lot. close. A lot again. We keep seeing sweep show up on our chat again. Mixler.com slash Rad Dad Radio. You can hit us up on our chat on the next episode. Um, but for right now, our chat is saying Red Dead's going to sweep it, um, and I hope they do. I think the amount of work that has gone to that game. Here's the thing. You mentioned Fallout 76, Creamy Boy. Fallout 76 is all that is is a multiplayer component to Fallout 4. Now, imagine if both of those shipped in one thing. You'd, you'd feel like, man, my 60 bucks was spent pretty damn well. Shit. That's exactly what Red Dead did. They, they gave us a 100-hour-plus story. Me and John looked at our hours. Um, me and John Hill are about a 160 hours when we finished the game. You know what I mean? Does that- your employer know about this? <laughs> well, I still do my job. Well, well, to what you're saying, that's why yeah. Destiny pisses me off. Like, it's been proven from a marketing standpoint, from an economy standpoint, that uh, a publisher is going to make more money if you don't segregate player populations and you don't release paid content and split up online populations. Like, it's been proven with Halo, Halo 5, Guardians, they, they everything they've released, all maps, all game modes, just 100% free. And then also with um, Grand Theft Auto 5, they have fed the fans of that game for, how long has that game been out? Five years? Five years. <laughs> Almost six years. Yeah. Do you remember when the cunning, uh, what it was, the cunning stunts or whatever came <laughs> cunning out? Cunning stunts, yeah. Oh my God. There's a new game. It was a brand new game that I didn't have to pay anything for. I, all I had to do was make sure my my install went in. And holy shit, that, revi- that revived that game for all of our crew, all the boys we play with, your Bears, your uh, your Jayhawkers. Yeah, I think even uh, I think even young Jordan got on once or twice. <laughs> yeah, a couple times. The only other thing, and the only the big reason I like to watch is there is ten confirmed new game announcements that will be happening at the Game Awards. Well, it's, it's a tough time to come out with a new game. Well, these are announcements that could be within the next year, year and a half. Mm. So these are upcoming games, and the first one they teased is the Far a Far Cry. They didn't give it any other title outside of Far Cry, but it looks to me, Cream. I know you watched the trailer. It looks to me like it is a direct sequel. To Far Cry Five, which is, is the, awesome. This one, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like end of the world. It looks like post-apocalyptic Far Cry. Don't they, they all though? No, no, I'm thinking of the other one. No, they're usually You're some sort of, of uh, yeah, Fallout, some sort yeah. of military yeah. kind of yeah. objective shooter. Based no, they game. they made it clear in the beginning of that trailer, like a bomb went off and like everything burned, and then it was like they were, they rebuilt. It seems like a post-apocalyptic world. Um, I will stove. I will throw in. I play a ton of NBA Live, or no, I'm sorry, NBA 2K19. Okay, I'm talk a about it. Fanboy of uh, I've played that game PC. since 2009, mm-hmm. I think. Well, is when, when I made well, the, I made the two, jump. When did NBA Live? Well, I made way? I made the jump from Live to 2K in like 2009. That was tough for me. Um, live still exists. 2K is just a dominant force. Well, they and took how many years off? They, they didn't take any years off. I thought life took at least no, a year it just, off. No, it kept bombing and oh kept bombing and kept bombing. Um, it's awesome. It's fantastic. If you guys want to ask some questions, I'm here to answer them. Um, pretty <laughs> no pretty high rated with my, my team. 
Um, no, it, it is beautiful. There's a ton of money that goes in. I, I will say real estate, uh, the, the 2K franchise is, is worth more money than Rockstar, probably. It's not uh, what we're says, talking about. Says online, Jordan, they took two years off. They took um, Well, nine, no one noticed because no one plays that game. You took my beer and you moved it. <laughs> I'm sorry. You took my beer away from me. I'm sorry, Jordan. He's a, um, he's a slippery shark. I'll knife you. All right, well, here's my predictions, channel. final predictions. I think uh, the Russo brothers are presenting, which is weird because they don't do a lot of uh, – they don't do a ton of public stuff. And uh, we know that <clears throat> Crystal Dynamic, they also made the uh, the Tomb Raider games. The, Crystal Dynamico? Uh, Crystal, Dyna- Crystal Dynamics is the name of the producer. And uh, they have been contracted by Disney to create – some sort of Marvel game. Ooh. And then I look at the Game Awards, and guess who's presenting awards? The Russo brothers are presenting awards. So here's Big Daddy Shark's prediction. I think we're going to hear about what this game is. I think whether it's an adventure game, I would play even just a Thor game, dude. But I think that would be uh, – that's my big prediction is that we're going to hear something about that Crystal Dynamics game. And it kind of surprises me that there hasn't been some sort of um... – footprint in the market yet from marvel you know i mean they really they have marvel alliance there's a really cool marvel um vr game out right now um oh, cool. that that's pretty popular um but yeah you, you think they would have some sort of like online make your own superhero uh pick a team to affiliate yourself with x-men fantastic four uh avengers uh, inhumans like you know what i mean like there should be some kind of like huge Ooh. Mm-hmm. large span um, Marvel game, but there isn't, right? There just isn't right now. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I remember, gosh, going back to 2008 again, I mean, <clears throat> at that time, it was not uncommon to see Chronicles of Riddick and then have a game. I love that game. And that game got Game of the Year, actually, back in that time. But, I just mean, level movie, up. movie-attached games was such a common thing. And, oh, The uh, Matrix. The Matrix Reloaded was that game was so awesome. It was that the was awesome. they, they released the time. Path of Neo, but then they also had the companion game that came out with Reloaded. Right. Yeah. Which and you that played like played a lot bonus yeah. scenes for the movie. What's the name of that character you played as? Dude. Okay. So I know everyone shits on the Matrix sequels, but like the I don't. highway scene in Matrix Reloaded is about as good as it gets yeah, as they, far yeah, as like they action built that. sequences go. They built that um, highway. So the first time I ever I ever saw the the two semi trucks collide and Neo like grab the mm. keymaker off and like fly through the air that was on my TV through that game that was before the movie had released yeah so I saw that on the game they included scenes from the movies in the game on uh, original Xbox before the film had released that has never happened before. Yeah, and I mean, it hasn't like, happened since, I don't think. I mean, that was incredible. I don't incredible. think it's happened before or since, you know what I mean, where they, they take a, a a short scene from a movie that, you know, cost Warner Brothers, you know, a, a slick $20 million to, to to bring to reality and put mm. it in a video game so people are watching it on their uh, CRT yeah. TVs, you know, four to three aspect ratio this is like back in original xbox days <laughs> yeah john i remember you bought that uh i think it was a sony or a sanyo like 32 inch and we were like wow this is uh it was a sharp the newest technology yeah it was a sharp yeah remember mom and dad were really pissed at us they were, or at me they were like 
you got to put that up in the family room. I'm like, no, I spent my graduation money on this. And this is mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you watch your well, in, bachelorette somewhere Isn't it else. funny because so uh, you, you probably spent, what, 400 bucks on that? Yeah, something like that. Right. And that's kind of the going rate these days for like – if you like, you can buy a 4K UHD oh, right TV now, for four hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know Definitely. about UHD, but you can get HDR. I think you Is can, man. It's like ultimate high def. That's what you're. Gray saying. Thursday or something. Yeah. yeah, I think I think a couple hundred more than four. I think you're talking about six, seven hundred for a decent large display. Um, it's a good time to be shopping for TVs. I mean, mm. all right. Uh, well. Let's move on. Uh, we're going to move on to kind of our next topic. <laughs> that was a good discussion. Can we talk about the <clears throat> dad stuff? Yeah, yeah I want to hear all about it. It's all been rad. Not enough dad. Well, what's your what's going what's on your mind there, buddy? Well, I mean, what does it mean to be a rad dad? Well, do you want me I to think... tell you? Oh, okay. It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Isn't that our next segment? Can we get into that? Well, yeah. You're going to tell me what does it mean? What is the what's the yeah, what's the ideal hey, audience John. member, would you say? John. Yes, Jordan? What does it mean to be a rad dad? You guys want to know? I'm yeah, dying. I told I'm you, I'm, I'm 75 to 80% confirmed rad dad. Fresh. Joel, Joel you've, been a, you've been a father for a, a handful of years. What percentage do you give yourself? It's more of a rotten tomato. Really. I wouldn't be the right one to – I would have to ask my, my wife. <laughs> oh. You can, can self evaluate. That's a rad dad score. I, I try. I try real hard um, to be a good. There's trying and there's doing, dad. sir. I think I'm a rad dad. I'm gonna give myself. If I was to percent, I'd, I'd put myself in the right around what you said, seventy-five, eighty percent. I like it. I agree with it too. All right. What does it take to be a rad dad? This is the fatherhood portion of the podcast. So if you're one of those single so, men out there, brought just to living you. Life free, brought to you by Thick Dixon. Yep. <laughs> Taking notes. Um, so to be a rad dad, you have to own an electric guitar. You have to let your kids smoke weed. You have to buy your teenage kids beer. That's being a rad dad. No, no let particular them drive order. To school every no. once in a while. That's not what we mean by a radical dadical. No, what we mean. All right, here's the. All right, so here's the list I came up with, and it turns out to be a rad a dad. I'm ready. You just have to do. You just have to do certain things. All you. You just have to perform certain actions. It's really easy. So if you're a father and you're listening to this and you say, you know what, how do I do better? How do I, how do I form, how do I form um, intelligent, uh, uh, compassionate human beings? How do I make, how do I make better people for, uh, you know, this generation? All right. Uh, my list goes like this: eggs, at least two or three times a week uh, for breakfast. Make your children eggs. It's that easy. Healthy right? fats. Yeah. Start yeah. the day, yeah, yeah. Good protein. Um, get the get the frying pan out. Cook up some eggs. If you can get farm fresh, hey, good on you. If not, they're eggs. They're great. It's the perfect food. Do you know that? Do you know that on the Weight Watchers program, eggs are zero points? Do you know this? What zero points? Kevin Smith. Um, it's a zero okay. point. So system. no egg beaters, no egg whites. We're talking full eggs. Eggs. Eggs are great. Man. Yeah. Oh, we eat maybe them live in, every maybe day. Erica, part eat... of the world, you know, maybe you live in the part of the world where you could get yourself a coop. I wish I could do that. I live mm. in the city, I could, so I can't I do that. But... Do you want to go in? John, you could do it. Us? Yeah, yeah. I think I might be it's able a to co-op coop. It it's a co-op. Yeah, <laughs> it's a co-op coop. Coop co-op. 
No, John, that's good. Look, keep going. Yeah. Number eggs. one, eggs. Okay. Um, the second thing Good is, pop. at least once a week, you got to take them to a park. Yeah, park it up. And and if your schedule allows twice a week, um, park is good, and uh, no no shorter than an hour, hour and a half, something like that. You want to let them run around. You want to meet some other kids. Um, also, uh, this is like a sub rad dad thing that you have to do while you're at the park. Uh, you have to talk to other parents. You have to you have to go out of your way. Mm. Uh, Find That's another good. dad that you think doesn't look like a douchebag and uh, just, you know, creep up next to him and be like, ah, weather and sports. That's an yeah. easy intro. And then, uh, and then, yeah. <laughs> and that goes with uh, if your children are yeah. so my kids involved have in like, school activities <laughs> and things like that. Yeah. A lot of people, that's an issue. You would not believe how many dads, like if you're at a park, they, they do everything they can to just like look at their phone or like stay away and like linger on the borders and stuff. I've observed this many times. Uh, huh. Go up to dads, talk to other dads. It's not it's not going to hurt anyone. You won't be embarrassed. It'll be fine. Just talk to other dads, even if they look a little douchey. Hey, man, what's going on? Which which one of these little bastards is, is yours? Oh, that one over there? Cool. Mine's over there. Uh, that's wild. You know, you can talk about what they're into and maybe even talk about Red Dead Redemption 2 because they're probably playing it. Um, Mention our podcast, Mixler.com slash Rad Dad Radio. Third item on the list, things to do. Uh, you need to make sure that your kid uh, gets a book read to them, maybe a couple books every single night of the week. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. And and this is not always possible for the for the rad dads out there. Um, so you just need to make sure mom was doing it. And, um, and, and yeah, every single night, it's not hard. You go in there, you put them to bed, uh, you, you, re- you read a book. Uh, I was talking to another parent at a birthday party, and this blew me away. And she revealed to me that, you know, some nights my daughter stays up till 1130, 12 o'clock, one o'clock in the morning. And I say, oh, my goodness, that's insane. Mm. They just they just don't want to go to bed. And she tells me straight to my face. No, it's just that when I tell her that she has to turn the iPad off, she doesn't yeah. do it. She just keeps it on and, and keeps Yikes. playing. And so what they're it's doing a... is they're sending their child to bed with an iPad. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Very yeah, common. Go, yeah, go to bed. And then they're staying up until, you know, 1 o'clock watching YouTube and, you know, Netflix mm-hmm. and everything else. Uh, read a book. Shut it down. This is all, you know, mm-hmm. this is doable. This is not hard. Yeah. Um, wow. Once you, I feel like once you get that iPad involved, you're like, it's like, it's like crack cocaine. It's a special thing for Ripley Jane to have an iPad. Maybe road trips or a good road way. Road trips. Yeah. Every Ro- once in a while, if I'm coming home late, Lori will use it so that she can work on Jasper. While oh, Ripley's dude. And then the manage the content. Listen, and Listen, cool. I am not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that I don't fire up netflix in in the bedroom or whatever and and uh not their bedroom but ours or the living room or something i'll, I'll fire up netflix and i'll be like hey you know i gotta i gotta get some shit done work wise or whatever and uh you know they'll get a, they'll get a couple hours of cartoons or movies or whatever like that is that's fine i mean also as far as technology goes your phone your ipad you know whatever your spending time on and you know you're you're watching you know basically just any screen time you have to be honest about it like this is this is 2018 technology is awesome video games are awesome mm-hmm. like why would i deny my children that totally. I, I don't i don't think it's bad for them and i don't think it's 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 all it's moderation you know what i mean um next next item on the list 
So so far we don't have like eggs, your... parks, yes. str- stranger dads, yep. books. Yep. Um. Screen time. You should probably get if your if your child is old enough to, you know, if they're first basically first grade or older, you want to involve them in some kind of, uh, like, uh, team sport. Uh, right now, my daughter is doing soccer, and it is her favorite part of the week. That's awesome. Uh, she she asked me typically around Wednesday or Thursday. You know, hey dad, is it is it Saturday yet? And or, or when's Saturday? I mean, she knows her days, but she just gets excited. And uh, yeah, so uh, involve your involve your child in some sort of sport early. The earlier, the better. You kidding me? You get get a moving. Kid who only played video games their whole life, and you're gonna start up baseball at 13. Good luck with that one, right? No. <laughs> I would watch that kid every week. They're gonna be like, <laughs> Mom, I want my iPad. Yeah. So yeah, uh, get them involved. But typically, with um, with most schools, uh, if it's anything like uh, our school district, there's there's not a lot of shit going on in actually in the school, sports wise. So you do have to kind of do you have to go outside of the, you know, you have to you have to find like a sports company. Like uh, if you guys remember when we were younger, uh, Jordan especially, it was Say Soccer. So that was just the company in our town that right org- organized you know soccer, and it doesn't have to be soccer. Baseball, basketball, soccer's great. Lacrosse, it, it gets them moving. Now. It teaches simple, you know, team yep. tactics and what it means to be, uh, you know, given a high five and to give a high five. And um, yeah, I mean, soccer. Being part of a team, Thick yeah. Dixon. <laughs> yeah, you can call uh, it that. <laughs> That's what. You, yeah. <laughs> to be a rad dad, you need to uh, you need to make sure that your kids. Uh, don't ever talk shit about their mother. Oh. Uh, when I was a youth, uh, I remember <laughs> I thought we had a pretty, pretty rad dad. Um, but I would, uh, I would get. This is more in my teenage years. I was peak T. I was, uh, I was very, <laughs> I was very angry. I was very upset with uh, our Italian Catholic mother. Uh, just, just general teenager stuff. She was a fine mother. Uh, she taught me love and humor and and so many other things. But there was a there was a, night a big or two butt when, there. There's a big butt. Yeah, there was a night or two in there that I uh, yeah I would get very upset and I would want to battle with her and I would want to argue and um, she was uh, just a little unor little unorthodox in her parenting. Uh, I don't know, uh, not skills, but just uh, arsenal. The things she would uh, pull out of the bag, and uh, I would oh, grab she my a dad. lot of things out of the bag. I would grab my father, Dan Egbert, I would pull him aside, and I would say, Dad, are you kidding me with this this lady right now? Like, you you know, you know she's crazy, right? She's completely insane, right? And you know what he would say to me, Jordan? Do you know what he would say? I know, son. No, that's, no, no, that's not what he would say. He's, he would, he what would did instantly, say? he would instantly, without a, without a beat, he would tell me, he would say, that's your mother. You respect your mom. She's, you know, she does a lot for us. You know, and and he would back her up 100. percent So, when we're talking about, I think it's important, and this should have probably been number one on the list. But when we're talking about being a rad dad, I think it's important to be a rad husband. A happy wife is a happy life. Just uh, no, know, yeah, no, that's a this. real, it's a real thing. Know this. Um, so yeah, don't let your kids talk shit about mom. Um, next one, uh, uh, a couple times, a, a couple times a week, maybe three, four times a week in our house, uh, throw down a living room battle. 
kick their ass a little bit, wrestle them. Doesn't matter if you got boys or girls, have some fun yeah. with it. That's a good time. That's a good time. That's Stack good for anyone, really. And then sit on the pillows, uh, have them. Uh, you know, my, my daughter's way into Pokemon, so she like screams out whatever her attack is before she does it. So she'll just be like, "Level three, double fist punch," and then she'll come running at me <laughs> and do it. And then and then I'll be like, "Oh, level three, double fish, fist punch, uh, denied. It, it, it was ineffective." And then she'll she'll get upset, and then uh, you know whatever she'll. John, we we uh, did that in the kitchen, all yeah. three of us. Told you. Yeah, I'll hit her a lot with an of attack. slow motion fighting. Yeah, I'll hit her with an attack, and she'll be like, "That was ineffective. I have a, a shield up right now that you didn't know about." It's just <laughs> it's a good time. We call them living room battles. You can do them anywhere, but they are fun. Um, yeah, rad dads. I think that was the list I came up with, and I well think if done, you're doing, John. That's a great I think if you're doing all of those things, snapping these for are you, just bud. actions. This doesn't involve yeah. your emotions or your hangups or your, you know. Uh, the shit that pisses you off about your your job or you know uh, uh, relationships in your life. This is um, this is just about the just about the kids. You got to remember that they the, the mind of a child, right? It is not it is not worried about your bank account. It is not worried about your car insurance. It is not worried about um, you know how things. Mm-hmm. Played out with your mom that one night back in 2012. You, you just, uh, mm. it's, it's about them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Be a rad dad. Don't be rad a lame dad. Rad dad for life. Well, and listen, you could probably translate everything that you have just said into, um, for our dudes and dames out there, for our non-dad folk, I think eating eggs, going to the park, talking to strangers. Yeah, that's life, right? Li- limiting your screen yeah. time. Honoring Isn't that your funny? mother. Wrestle your buddy. Wrestle your buddy every once in a while. Those are just yeah. life tips. Yeah. Well, I think it translates quite well. And if I, I mean, if I was to add two, maybe I'll make a list of my own. But if I was to make two, add two, the first Let's one was it. the coolest shit that will ever happen to you isn't on a schedule. The coolest things in your family in your life right. isn't on a schedule. So as you feel like you're rushing towards dinner and you're rushing towards bedtime and you're rushing towards soccer practice and you're rushing towards you know all this all these schedule things that happens, the most amazing things that your kid will remember about you as a father are not going to be any of those things. They're going to be the special talks that you had in between or the the time you decided to pick them up early from school and go do something really special with them so also true in life also true in life and then and the I only other thing oh, that's go funny ahead, you say that because i've just had conversations with our dad before who i i consider a, a 90 to 95 percent rad dad um yeah he's that, up there. like he's well a, and none of us were on a schedule am i right <laughs> yeah and um you know like during a lot of our childhood um he was working like he was he was out trying to get that cheddar, you know? So it, it wasn't like we had a whole lot of time like my kids have with me today. And some of the stuff I remember, I've had conversations with him where I'll bring it up and he's just oblivious, you know? What what, yeah. what the hell are you Bro, talking Bro, he was about? working he knows, while he was working. Yeah. Well, and it's like, it's like you know, he knows the context of like, oh, okay, you know, that was that, that year or I remember that was your friend, but I have no idea the conversation you're talking about. And huh, and it's exactly cool. to, to what you're saying, that's pretty Joel, legendary. where it's like yeah. the stuff your kids are going to remember are not on the schedule, you know? Well, and I think about that too because Ripley will bring up – Ripley's my daughter. I have a three-year-old daughter and I have a, 
a nine-month-old little boy named Jasper Savage. That's really his name. You can judge me if you'd like, but that's his name. And uh, and I think about my memory of growing up, and it, you're, John, you're spot on. It is the little things that it sometimes is just a look, or yeah. sometimes the sun is hitting you right, and the the chili on the stove is hitting your senses right, and your dad says something to you, and it's like, oh my God, this is the best day ever. So... Um, there's a lot of things you don't have control. Well, over. and it just it goes to show you as as not a rad dad yet, but um, hopefully someday soon. Um, pay attention to the little things because you know they are. Yeah, absolutely. My only yeah. warning to uh, an upcoming father is, uh, and I'm talking to you, Jordan. Uh, you know, should 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 everything work out well and you guys? You're BD. Uh, you're before yep. dad, right yeah. now. You're BD. Should, should you guys, uh, you know, harvest a child? Um, the the thing that you need to prepare yourself for and no one prepared me for this was that you are introducing a new thing to your life where um it's uh i I mean you could look at it in a negative way or a positive way but basically it's this thing that you haven't had before that if you were to lose it or if it was to get injured or hurt in any serious way it would devastate you in in a sense that you can't imagine so it's like this it's like this it's this curse as well as this amazing blessing right like you have you have this little friend you have this little person it's it kind of looks like you so that's that's always nice uh and but also you have to remember that like at any time this thing could be taken away from you whereas before you were a parent nothing could be it couldn't be taken away from you because right. it didn't exist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So this and is like you a, slept <laughs> until nine in the morning. <laughs> Joel, have you thought, Joel, have you thought about that about your kids? Like, if I mean, oh that, yeah, you know, from day one, it's like, oh, now, I, with now care. I have this thing that is a potential huge loss if something horrible were to happen to them. It's a dark way to look at it, but uh, I don't think it's unusual to think about. You know, well, I think about that's just that's perspective. Right. Well, I mean, it, is. it is perspective, but it is also it's a it's, it's Jordan, just a truism. I mean, I'll, it's just I'll use real. A word, Totes. I'll use the word Jordan coin. It is a very selfish thing because you are. It is selfish because that is you. That's in a weird mm-hmm. way you could look at that if you're of the type that that's your legacy. That is your that's your family. That's your name. That's your um, that product. All, all every story you ever tell is never going to be told again unless that kid listened <sighs> to it in the first place. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's one way to look at it. And I was talking to um, my mom, and um, I was talking to a lady at work actually about this as well. Is the oral tradition is still alive and well in our older generations. And like I feel a great responsibility more than I ever had to connect my kids to not just my heritage, but to my wife's heritage as well too. And um, I think, because how, how else is Ripley and Jasper and Harley and Lydia's kids, all of our kids have awesome names, hashtag awesome names, Rad Dad Redemption. But how are they going to be able to tell that story if I don't tell it for them? You know what I mean, and so it's um it's a so anyway. Long story short, <clears throat> the only thing I would add to that list is, um, live in the moment. That's the, that's what I said earlier, and then the other thing would be uh, um, don't hold back. There are going to be questions that your kids ask, and I think a lot of parents hold back from what the real answer is. And I'll give a good example from this. Mm. Ripley has a she's she's three years old. And she is asking a lot of questions about death and dying. 
Um, and not to get heavy, but I re- no, I remember no, that she's a uh, sentient. Well, and it's the it's it's life in the absence of life. That's how a kid kind of looks at it. Like this thing was here and now it's not here. So how does that how does that compute? And our cat, we we have a we have a a cat named Oliver Randall Cunningham, Ollie for short, and he real uh, name. That's his real name. And he did you uh, try to sell him on Facebook or something? My wife did, and I found a way to hold on to him. <laughs> and he is a murder machine. He kills easily three. I would say, I pro- probably it's fifteen. Yeah, but he's what a predator. I know about is three mice, three rodents a day, and he left three of them on our doorstep. So in the time the kids left for school daycare and came back, there were three perfectly lined up mice. <laughs> On the front doorstep, um, and one of them was pretty big. I, I, w- I wouldn't call it a rat. I would just call it a gigantor mice. It was it, a mouse. It was very large, and Ripley wanted to touch it, and she was so curious about it. And Lori, my wife, and God bless her, even though I don't believe in God, but she, she, uh, she was very like wanted to avoid the subject and i was like no let's sit and we'll look at this thing for as long as you want to look at it honey and let's ask your questions and let's talk about this so that would be that would be my other kind of dad dad advice would be uh don't hold back if your kid wants to talk about something you you're gonna i have a feeling there's gonna be times where you envy when your kid doesn't want to ask you about stuff so take advantage Mm. of it as you can go deep um get philosophical it's like your only time in life to really be wise you know you have this u- unique new um going back to red dead redemption your new core is your wisdom and how are you going to level that wisdom up and what are you going to mm. talk about you know just to bring it back home so john awesome list you are a rad well, dad my friend and i definitely think you're a radder dad than me you uh you're, you've had more years in the game and I love watching you deal with these new developmental stages that your kids are going through because I'm I'm a I'm a few years behind you. So well, and guys, I'm even more behind you, and and I, I get to come in pretty hot, you know, pretty hot. You're coming a in hot. A lot of advice, and uh, you guys have definitely blazed the trail for me. So I love hearing about it. Love talking about it. Uh, love your kids. You guys, I just like that. You did uh, good. I like that you finished up with that, Joel, because uh, I just had I, and I and I missed it on my list, but it was just honesty, like just you know, it's kind of like how you teach children speech. You um, yeah, you speak a little above their level, but you don't speak total adult mode because then they wouldn't understand a, a single yeah, word out of your dead. mouth. You know what I mean? It's dead. It's it's gone. <laughs> you know, Clark Griswold style. <laughs> yeah. Totes. Clark, I think her eyes are frozen right now. Um, no. Uh, and uh, I had a moment <laughs> with my daughter in the car. It was great, man. She, so she's in first grade, and I was uh, bringing her home from school, and we got back to our house, and we sat in the driveway while we kind of got her book bag together and everything, and we're still in the car, and she said you know, that one of her friends had gotten in trouble for saying the F word at school. And I said, wow, that's uh, that's one of those serious curse words. And she said, yeah, I know. And I was like, yeah. I said, do you know what the F word is? And she says, I think so. And I, I said, well, what do you think it is? She's like, uh, um, I don't really know. And I was like, uh, she was like, will you tell me what it is? I was like, I don't know. I don't think I can like teach you that word. She's and she and she she begged, you know, dad, come on. I want to know. I want to know the word. And I was like, all right. 
Um, two things. One, you can never say it at school, right? And she said, yeah. And I said, and, and then two is like, you can just never say it until you get older, right? And she's like, yeah. I was like, if you say it, if you say it, you know, you, you're just going to sound dumb. And it's, it's just not a, it's not a nice word for a, a, a young, a young girl to say. Right. And, uh, and she was like, she was like, okay. And I said, um, she's like, will you tell it to me? I was like, I, I can't, I think legally I can't say, I can't tell it to you, she said but that. I, can help you I can help you get there if you want. And she was like, okay. And I was like, all right, what, <laughs> I was like, what does in the game of hockey, they don't play with oh, the ball. Oh, God. Here we go. What do they play with? And she said, a puck. And I said, that's right. And I said, so what's the F word? And she says, fuck. And I said, yeah, <laughs> all right, you got it. Never again. Don't ever say it again. And uh, and never at school. Oh, what a uh, moment. That's yeah, it was it was pretty great. But, uh, what but is, can... it's, like, it's like, here's <laughs> this weapon. You don't yeah, ever use power, it. Really. Don't ever use it because you're going to get in trouble. Or people are going to, they're just not going to like you. Yeah, but now but, you know what it, what the ammo you know, is. I mean, yeah. like she's seen me and her mom, you know, drink before, and it's and she knows like what beer is, and it's like that's an adult beverage, that's an adult thing, like coffee. It's adult. You don't. It's not something you're interested in. And swear words are the same way. They exist. It's just not something for a kid yet. Wait till you're 17 and then go nuts, because that's oh. what I did. Your daughter is so smart. I I feel like she might you know, share that word without saying it using the tactic that you gave her um, right. with the whole hockey scenario. So there's a loophole. <laughs> no, she's honest word, and she, and we're still tight. Yeah. That's the cool thing. This, if we continue to do this podcast, this is going to turn into such different conversations because right now we have um, age groups where the kids like you, they still like you and they yeah. still look up to you and they're still honest with you and they think you're, you know, Rad. A, a big deal. <laughs> if we continue to do this podcast, think about it. Jordan could one day be having children, and oh, then cool. Joel and I will have these teenagers that hate our guts. Oh, it's not, not going to be ten years, John. Doors and having periods and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Slamming doors and having periods. <laughs> it could be bad, but it could make for good pod. It'll make for great pod. Well, awesome. That was our dad moment of the episode. Thank you so much, John, for putting that list together. Um, And so we're going to, we were going to talk about Red Dead Chapter 2, which um, we can, we can push into uh, the next pod, but I'd like to talk about, um, movies is a big deal for at least us rad bro redemption right here. Um, And uh, movies will become a bigger part of the podcast kind of as we grow and evolve into kind of uh, away from Red Dead eventually, I'm sure, but uh, kind of maintaining our Rad Dad radio status there. And uh, Red Dead being a Western, I have asked the boys here tonight and ask those that are listening at Mixler, go ahead and post on Mixler chat. Oh, Again, please do. Mixler.com slash Rad Dad radio every episode. We love interacting with our audience. And thank you. For everyone that has posted so far, I think every single person on here, except for Adswink, I'm, I'm looking at you, bud. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you think. I haven't heard from you yet, but um, what are the your top three Western films? Now, this is uh, this cuts to the core, and the way we're gonna do this, um, we're gonna because we're 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 going a little over on time, but that's okay. Or or or. We are going to uh, start no, with no, number no, three. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. 
Joel, real quick, just a just a butt yeah. in. Um, don't don't be looking at chat during this segment until we finish it. Just uh, due move. to the game that I have. Yep. Oh, okay. Good call. Good call. Well, we're gonna start with number three. So so we'll go around. We'll go the other way this time. So what if George, you have four? Well, we can do an honorable mention section at the very end. All right. So Jordash, we'll go with you. We'll start with your number three, then to Creamy, then myself. You don't have to explain. We're going to assume folks have heard about the movie. Unless unless it's out there, feel free to add a little bit of context. And then we'll go to two, and then to one, and then, if of course, any honorable mention. And then, of course, I would love to hear what our uh, our Mixler folks listening in online, what are their favorite Western movies of all time. So, Jordash, I'll hand it over to you. What's your number three favorite Western of all time? Uh, so, I, I thought a lot about this, and I feel like my list is... Probably mainstream, but I'm glad you guys are here because you you tend to break that up and get me out of that bubble a little bit. But um, I feel scared. like my my number three is a little maybe less common. Uh, I chose the movie Hostiles. Oh, nice. Yeah, Hostiles. Uh, directed directed by Scott Cooper. Um, it's got uh, our it's boy uh, Christian Bale in it. Uh, basically, 1892 oh. legendary army army captain. Captain, sorry. No spoilers um, now. He has to escort. This. He has to escort this Cheyenne chief and his family through um, like the Wild West. Mm-hmm. And uh, Christian Bale's character is just so strong and powerful. He is so against this mission. But as you, so many Native Americans. In this oh movie. my He's God! Like the and, king and general of slaying Native Americans, and then they ask him to be nice to. Yeah, and so basically good. they they hold over his head like his pension. Like, look, you can retire without any money, or you can do this simple task for us and get your bonus and retire a little bit early. And it goes against the entire core of his DNA and existence. Um, powerful, strong. It. Like the performances were huge. It's really good. Um, it's, this it's, movie was not widely marketed. We it's saw on it in Netflix kind right of now. a yeah, it is. We Netflix. saw it in kind of an indie theater. And just left shook. It was incredible. Highly suggested. Good number three. It's um, a solid three. And I guess if if it is if if someone says a movie that's on another person's list, definitely call it out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, that's not on my list, but man, you that's a that's a that's a powerful one. Joel, you had told me it um, it took you like two tries. Well, I started watching it with my wife, and she is she's a sensitive Sally. And uh, um, there are definitely some parts, especially in the first act of the film, that are a little tough to swallow. For a mother, I think, as you watch the movie, you understand. So without giving too much away, I had to be like, okay, I guess I'm watching this one on my own. So I had to restart it. We've all seen it, right? Yeah, it's great. It's great. I think I didn't. I think I fell asleep towards the end but I, I i definitely caught the first two acts i need to i need to fire it up again it was right after um well ba- it was because of red dead 2 that i uh i started like hunting down just western movies i haven't seen yet and totally on that same page yeah yeah so creamy is what's it your my number turn? three yeah buddy all right my number three is uh, I'm gonna go 310 to Yuma. Ooh, now is, uh, the '60s version or the 2007 no, version? No, the new one. The new okay. one, which also has Christian Bale. Uh, yep. <laughs> and um, Russell Crowe. 
and it's amazing. Uh, it's, it embodies everything that I think a Western movie should have in it. Uh, came out in what 2007, still holding yep. up an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes, and um, yeah, got to get got to get an outlaw to a train by 310. It's and, gonna go to Yuma. It, it's a fucking <laughs> awesome movie. And to bring it back to Red Dead, it has a it has a unique character development arc where, you know, the, the, he's a very Dutch. Russell Crowe, Russell Crowe plays a very Dutchy kind of uh, leads leads a posse. He is has a lot of acclaim. A lot of people know who he is, and Christian Bale know who who's who he is. And um, there's this relationship that's formed between Christian Bale, his son, and Russell Crowe. And, and then. Uh, uh... It's definitely well, yeah, worth I was watching. just gonna say his, his like number one like general for his uh, gang, played by Ben Foster. Uh, do you guys know oh, what I'm talking about? He's yeah, kind of like a ben crazy Foster. asshole. keeps keeps falling around until ben the very Foster's end great. when he's like the one who tries to get him out. Yeah, he's you know, great. he's a mean dude. <laughs> he's a, he's a, a mean, mean asshole. Dude. Yeah, yeah. He played Angel in uh, X Men: Last Stand. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love it. And Russell Crowe the whole time knows that like Christian Bell has so much to lose. You know what I mean? It's yeah. yeah. I, I have to watch this again. Yeah, um, I'm gonna have, only seen uh, it once. Watch it again. Yeah. My number three, and it, I, I'm happy to see on Mixler. This is uh, Carl's. You're not supposed to look. Well, we're not in the trivia section yet. But oh, right on. This is Carl's number three as well. Um, Back to the Future three. <laughs> Thought about that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Thought about that. Yeah. Cheeky motherfucker. <laughs> I am a cheeky motherfucker. I listen. I'm a Michael J. Fox connoisseur, man. I love everyone that dude. Everyone hates that one. Have you heard that? People Not hate everyone, it? but that's the one people shit on. No, Have you I, heard this ever? Have you ever talked to anyone and be like, "Oh, that's the dumb well, one"? Well, if you're looking at the pantheon of Back to the Future movies, sure, that might be the one that it's you. It's not shit a pantheon. On. There are three. That, well, but I know. Seventy four percent on the tomatoometer, well, and I'm bad. with you. That's Joel, really I'm good. Yeah, I love it. Bart, I love it. Barton Ravine, I I love that movie. You it's me? got a well. And listen, do yourself a favor, favor F, and I'll post this up on our Facebook page. Um, you can search us on uh, Facebook, uh, Rad Dad Redemption. But uh, there is an amazing mashup trailer. Oh yes, Broke Back to the Future that takes. Brokeback Mountain and mashes it with and Back to the Future. This 3. is not new. This has oh, been out it's been for, out for a decade. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. It showed at a oh, Super Bowl oh. actually. That's how it got its kind of yeah. claim to fame. But it is a. Uh, it's just a great film. I love those movies. And I, if I was to pinpoint what it is about that movie that I like so much, it's probably that Marty McFly went by the name Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood is good. <laughs> they introduced the frisbee as well, where he takes a right. pie pan and throws it. At uh, Buford T. Tannen. And uh, yeah, so that's believe, my number three. I uh, believe ZZ Top makes an appearance in this feature. He does. Length they film. play, it, they play at the county festival there where uh, Doc, Doc Brown and Claire Barton take a little dance together. So Also, it's yeah. fun to see uh, in that movie, it's fun to see Doc find some romance. It's always about Marty and his dick, you know? Yeah. And his mom. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Back to the Future 3 definitely is my number three. Uh, Jordan, over to you. What's your number two, bud? Um, <sighs> you making this up as we go right now? No, I, I think I changed my <laughs> he vote. He has a um, list. He's trying to rank them. I think that's what's going on. Yeah, I have more than three. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go Blazing Saddles. Oh, it's an God important damn. part of my important. my my movie watching uh-huh. life. 
Um, I remember watching this as a family. I remember calling out the lines to the movie. Uh, it was probably the first movie that we would actually like, like, kind of watch and, and call out. Oh, as, Brooks. You know, yeah. Um, Black Sheriff. Yeah, we that's got a, a new sheriff in town. <laughs> I, I feel like Gene Wilder plays probably a kid. Probably a popular vote that Blazing Saddles is in everyone's top three. I mean, well, Mel Brooks think, at his best in in terms of just paving out. Like I was just all gonna those say, there's movies. something about um, there's something about Gene Wilder in general. He's a good dude. Whenever he's on film or whenever he's in a movie or part mm-hmm. of a something, like he mm-hmm. he's romantic. He's comedic. He's he's like dramatic. Like there's uh-huh. something about him, man. Well, he's authentic. I think is uh, if, if I was to take everything you just said and sum it up, he's just an authentic dude. Like you feel like his he cares about the character or the message of the film. Or yeah. The, Outcome I can't think. I can't of think character. of another like actor that that is like Gene Wilder. You know, if you think about Willy Wonka on the Robin timeless, Williams. timeless. I'd say Robin Williams is probably the closest thing we got. Yeah, yeah. You just no one's close to that man. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, it's he's scary a little bit. You know, he's well, yeah. Young Frankenstein stands by itself. You know, when we get yeah. to Halloween season. Well, sure and we'll is it true that, that Mel Brooks is kind of like a uh, what? Actually, like Adam Jew? Sandler is more like a. Uh, new version of Mel Brooks in terms of the way he uses his friends in film. Like, kind of like Quentin Tarantino, a lot well, of other directors wanted, do this. Um, they they have a lot of common recurring, you know, folks in there. I, I mean, how many how many movies uh, Mel Brooks uh, was, like, Gene Wilder in? Three. Well, yeah. so, well, what's funny, too, is they wanted, um, oh, shit, Richard Pryor for that movie, but they, they couldn't oh. get him. I forget if he was going through, like, crack stuff or whatever <laughs> that might have been but... around the set himself on fire days of Richard yeah <laughs> they wanted him for a couple movies uh i think they used that other guy who's in that he movie great, instead though. of uh, he was you perfect. know the black the possibly black i think they ahead, used him in other stuff too i'm sorry uh, history of the world or, or something else but um probably the first western spoof 74 yeah well because we have to remember fair, yeah we have to remember, like, this Marvel superhero era that we're in right now, that was from the 40s all the way up through the 70s was the Wild West era. And that yeah, was, no doubt. I mean, every single year there was a Wild West movie or three to look forward to. Um, so that's a good one. That's a good one. That um, I always wonder if someone tried to recreate or put that movie out now, what, I mean, we all know it wouldn't, it wouldn't go well. <laughs> I feel like I, I, not I at all. we see it, but I think they did such a good job of implementing enough heart and like, like you know, you had to make an investment in the beginning of the film because the N word is dropped. I believe Jordan, correct me if I'm wrong, fifty seven times. I think it had the record before. I don't. Yeah, Django, but uh, it's a good one. And I will also say one of my favorite parts about Blazing Saddle is, is one of the best implement implementations of breaking the fourth wall at the end. End of the film. I'm not gonna. I'm okay with spoiling a 30 year old film. At the end of the film, they uh, 40, bro. They go through all the movie sets there at Warner Brothers, <laughs> and they fight through and have Wild West shootouts through all the different with the the kicking dancers and um. Oh gosh, it's so good. So, um, that would be uh, that's a good one, man. So, like, what do you think would happen, Jordan? Like. Like, what do you think, a, like, a, a, and maybe I know we have some younger folks on our mixer right now, but, like, what do you think, uh, <laughs> what do you think it, the reaction to 
Like, if you were to sit down a 19-year-old, 22-year-old person, be like, I want to show you Blazing Saddles. Like, do you think they would get it? Do you think it still connects uh, today? I mean, Western Does movies... hold up? Yeah, I think Western movies are still being made. And we're going to hear probably people's number ones are likely going to be uh, more... Modern? Modern, yeah, correct. And so... But do you think Blazing Saddles itself... Right, so I... Because I think Western movies are relevant, I think that uh, younger folk today would probably get a, a fucking kick out of it. They'd, yeah. they'd probably laugh their asses off. I mean, the the type of humor that is in a movie like that, it holds, it's slapstick, uh-huh. it's, it makes fun of themes that everyone is used to in storytelling. Uh-huh. It's hilarious, and the characters are great. Uh, the movie keeps you hooked, and it carries. Um, yeah, I think it... It definitely would hold up. Yeah, I'm curious if anyone out there hasn't oh. seen it. I would love to hear kind of what you thought oh. of the movie Blazing Saddles. You can email us at raddadradio1, the number one, at gmail.com. Was Rad Dad Radio taken? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it was. If you email us, you should ask us a – you should also, like, recommend a topic that, that we should yeah. discuss or We're something. We would that. appreciate all that. that. All right, what's your number two there, Creams? All right, number two. Sorry, I had to pee. Did you guys notice that and play it no, off? We vamped. Well, or? we vamped a little bit. All right. Um, my number two. Oh, we lost him. Uh-oh. Right at the moment of truth. <laughs> oh, no. What was Cream of Egbert's number two? What was? I don't know. Let's see if we can get him back. Well, um, while we wait. Well, I, I can go to my number two, I guess, while we wait for Creamy to come back. Um, so my number two. Wait. Okay, we're getting him back. I lost you. Back. Hello? He's back. Sorry. Uh, it cut off right when you said my number two. We were all just pining on the Did edge of our seats. No. It was awesome. Okay. I'm back. Lots of bings, lots of bongs. My number two is Tombstone. Tombstone. Have you guys seen Tombstone? Be honest. Hell yeah. Definitely. Have you seen Tombstone? Only at a 7-Eleven at about midnight. Dude, we're talking Val Kilmer, Kurt Russell, Sam Elliott. No, it's It's the whole lineup. I know I've seen it like as a child. Bill Paxson. Let's watch that. Yeah, totally. Jordan's not seen Tombstone. It would be perfect. Um, Val Kilmer... uh, is uh Wyatt Earp. Doc, oh no, my god, yeah, yeah, I'm looking at images. He's Doc, he's Doc Holliday and he has this oh, moment Kilmer. Yeah, sorry. where he's like shot and he's all like cracked up. He's like doing like drugs and stuff the whole movie. Oh god. It's it's so good. It's it's an it's a little dated. It's nineteen ninety three, but I think it still holds up. Oh gosh. Um yeah, Tombstone, I imagine, for a lot of folks, is definitely on their list. Billy Zane. Billy Zane. <laughs> Billy Zane is always good, man. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Uh, Val Kilmer. Tell me what, man. Kurt Russell. Um, it's awesome. Um, it also ties in a lot into our Hol- our Colorado background, too. Um, you know, Doc Holliday um, spent a lot of time in Leadville, and I actually, all three of us have been in a bar where Doc Holliday shot a guy in the back because he owed him four dollars from a poker game, and uh, and there's a 
bullet hole in the in the wall of the bar. It's called the Silver Dollar Saloon in Leadville, Colorado, where you can see where that gunfight took place. And he uh, um, shot the guy across the street, and they ended up starting a breakfast restaurant there called Doc Holidays. So uh, that's the actual bar, Silver Dollar. Silver Dollar, man. Yeah, they they claim to have framed the hand of uh, you know the table setting they they yeah they froze looks a, the it looks game. a little staged but but you got it yeah yeah they 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 put the uh poker game that he left under a pair of like a some glass like acrylic glass and so you ooh. can sit at that table yeah that's uh, and then he went to glenwood springs which we all have history with as well because he had tuberculosis um and uh you got he went put to the leeches on him they he was told that if he went to the natural hot springs, that might help because uh, t- uh, ter- tuberculosis is very much a respiratory d- disease. And yeah, that's cool. My number two, when, uh, or sorry, real quick, you just mentioned yeah. tuberculosis and like old timey 1800s and westerns and shit. When we and uh, me and the wife went down to uh, Mammoth Cave in Kentucky, I don't oh, know if yeah. you guys have been there or not, but like yeah. in the 18 whatever mm-hmm. 50s, 60s, like they tried to build these little like huts or like established living areas for doctors and tuberculosis patients because they thought maybe the clean air and the cool air of living in a cave would maybe prolong their lives or stop the disease. They were, it was at a point in history when they were just kind of like trying shit. Why not? That was interesting. Yeah. There's little like huts that they still have that we were able to like, check out and walk around and be like those idiots they died here they didn't even know that caves are dumb and don't work yeah Yeah. um go on my number my number two man this is real this is real tricky for me um i'm gonna have to say i was stuck between i love the revenant a lot yeah for me the revenant falls into like a wilderness survival movie more than a wild west and that's just my opinion. A, a couple of our listeners, um, Erica for sh- has uh, Revenant on there as well as her number two. But my number two is a is a, a movie that I believe I watched with you, Jordan, called Bone Tomahawk. Damn it! That was on my list. <laughs> Got him. That's a, that's a bomb movie. <laughs> if you haven't seen Bone Tomahawk, you need to get your shit together and watch that movie now. That movie is I, awesome. So you're saying The Revenant... Not your number two, Bone uh, so, Tomahawk number Bone two. Bone Tomahawk yeah. is better than The Revenant. It's a fact. Yes, thank it's you, an Cream. objective statement. So Bone Tomahawk is, and I can't say a lot about it because it has such a twist, and I'm and twist in the oh my sickest meaning of the word twisted. Um, it is, uh, it's awesome. It is, it it's Kurt Russell. Yeah, I mean, how good is he in a western? He fits. He just does it, man. It's just, it's part of his essence, but. He used it, the same mustache in Hateful Eight. He didn't even yeah, have to sure like, did. Capital, he capitalized off that facial hair for sure. Sure did. But it is a it is a western turned horror film, um, and 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 I can't describe it any more than that. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Bone That's Tomahawk. Like enough said, right there. Like, have can you yeah. think of any other western horror films? Just what you said. Think about it. There are none. Uh, Wild right? Wild West. Sure. <laughs> was that scary for yeah, you? That's my number one. So <laughs> was that scary for you? The giant robotic yeah, spiders. Yep. It was the, horrifying. It was the first iteration of steampunk. <laughs> yeah, John, you got a one line for uh Will Smith one line from that movie? I can't drum one yeah, up. It's wiggity wiggity wick wild wild. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, so Bone Tomahawk, check it out. It's a good one. Um, yeah, watch it with your friends. That's my number two. I want to I want to tell you guys some other folks' number twos because we got a lot of a lot of stuff coming. Wait, in hold right on. Now, so. Before you move on, it's important that we stress to the listeners that they watch Bone Tomahawk. It was not a wide <laughs> release. It did not right. get theatrical release. Yeah, you, you're gonna have to do a little bit of work. It's called Bone Tomahawk. Just yes. please. It is all. It is awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> Go on. <Dang>. Sorry. <laughs> um, Nighthawk Online has a uh, Magnificent Seven, which. Uh, I'm assuming he means the older version because the newer version is kind of a hunk of junk. But it's horrible. Um, it's it's uh, yeah. He has originally put that in parentheses. So yeah, Magnificent Seven is that from a plot design. I know at the time it was heralded for um, there was no there was no other dramatic plot like that. Um, you know, a bunch of Merduels outlaws come together to essentially protect a town from a bunch of you know bad guys and uh it's 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 a really great storyline um it goes back my trivia game up man you shouldn't be reading this chat so much well it goes back to the uh um there's a samurai film um i believe is it also called magnificent seven called the seven samurais seven samurai yeah and that's kind of what it was all based off of so um awesome thanks nighthawk for that and then we also have a podcast right now saying true grit and there's again that's a remake we have a coen brothers version um with uh matt damon bridges and jeff bridges and that is just got that coen brothers kind of slow burn feel to it it's really great and then uh what else we got here we got uh uh revenant should be reading these so there we go um I'll throw an honorable these. mention to <laughs> Hell or High Water. Oh, yeah, that's kind of a modern Western, if you will. And also, uh, The Sisters Brothers has earned high regard. John well, C. Riley. I have not seen, seen that. that yet. Well, and let's not get to honorable mentions quite yet. Jordan, are you ready to share yeah. your number one Western film of all time? Um, This one messed me up a little bit. The last two and a half nights, my wife and I watched... A Quentin Tarantino western. Quentin, Quentin, Quentin. It takes two and a half nights. Of yeah, it does. Movie, I think um, you're talking about right, and it is the Quentin Tarantino movie where Quentin Tarantino has a cameo and he has an Australian accent. Oh, Oi. it's not the one I was thinking about. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Django. I I will take Django take over uh, Hateful Eight. I think all the time. I, I just I love it. It's such a comeback story. That's um, great. Everything about that movie just like it. Every single scene grabs you. And well, talk about redemption, right? For a character. Oh no doubt. So, so I mean, we don't want to spoil it if you haven't seen it. Django Unchained is. Uh, it's about as Red Dead Redemption as it gets. I mean, well, and for myself, like that's also my number one as well. Spoiler alert. Is it? Yep. And uh, I studied. <clears throat> my minor in college was in. Uh, African American history, and so I've been a, I've always been a. You didn't go to college. <laughs> I've always been a big nerd about, um, you know, the uh, kind of the black mark on American history. One of the black marks on American history was the slave revolution, and well, in in and, that weird time where um, African Americans could be slavers as well, it, you know, it, yeah, it's true. And, Leonardo uh, DiCaprio is the best bad guy of any Western I've seen. I think. And it's Leonardo DiCaprio playing right. the role. <laughs> yeah. Where is my beautiful sister? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah. What's also cool about that movie is that it's it's similar to Inglorious Bastards, where it's like, yeah, how are you going to get an audience on board for your hero? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know, and and the Inglorious Bastards, the the enemy was Nazi Germany. In Django Unchained, the enemy, the pro, uh, antagonist, yeah. is Good point. slave owners. Like the, like you are you are. It's cheating. It's almost cheating in storytelling, right? Like to take a, right. such a such, an such a vile, in the yeah the you know, Austrian thing, man that your enemy Dr. of the movie. King it's perfect, Schultz. Christoph. Well, yeah. Christoph Waltz plays Dr. King yeah. Schultz. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, exactly. And he is Don't give such away. a good guy. Yeah, such a good guy. Like put a hundred percent into Django's redemption. Yeah, it's great. That's a good one. That's my number one. Creamy, what's your number one, buddy? Oh my God! It did Here it we again. go. Every single time, right when Creamy needs to say something important, I, I will. I, I love uh, in Django how they bring in like modern hip hop too. Like the Tupac song mm-hmm. comes in while he's shooting them up. Yeah, absolutely. Creamy, what's your number one? Number one, and you guys may argue that this is um, not a, a Western, but I will. I'm prepared to uh, debate back. Okay. The title of the film is No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, man. It's, damn, a, that's a, good it's one. a movie that is set in a time that is not really defined. Uh, other than the, I guess, other than the cars in it. Like, if you look in the background, there are modern cars in it. Uh, the main character, Josh Brolin's character, he, he drives like a kind of older, mid-90s, like pickup truck or something, maybe 80s. Uh, no one ever really uses a cell phone too much in the movie. And it is terrifying, and it's and a lot of the scenes are set on open vistas out in like desert type areas. He lives in a shitty trailer park. Um, is it technically a western? I think so. Debatable. I think, uh, I think western so. Uh, is a segment that can become modern. We saw that in Hell or High Water and mm-hmm. some uh, uh, Dallas Buyers Club. <laughs> um, but here, here's some <laughs> trivia about myself. We were talking about this last night at home uh i don't think either myself or my wife have seen oh, no country oh my god man. so come yep. on, brothers. podcast end yeah. it gotta go and fire up the blu-ray good lord off work so cohen brothers right so they've done yeah whole, cohen whole brothers 2007 um oh, brother, brothers have been, they've, they've been known for like yeah, yeah, they've been known True for like is awesome. movies and stuff. This one is not that. It is entirely, it's straightforward. It is serious. The bad guy is played by uh, Javier Bardem, and he is uh, Anton mm-hmm. Chigar. And mm-hmm. you get Tommy nice. Lee Jones, Josh mm-hmm. Brolin, Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Ooh, if you haven't seen this movie, it's it good. turns out you're dumb. I'm dumb. You just don't have your priorities aligned. You have Oscar to see nominee, this film. I believe. Too. So good. It's really good. God, there's so many good ones. Well, and I think what, what I mean, there's some key things that obviously make a western a western, but I think for that example, the setting is a character of that movie, you know? Like the the space and there's so much um there's like a cat and mouse aspect to that storyline and I think uh 
you know, it harkens back to like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid of that that third act of like they're just trying to get away, and but this is the opposite. Like he's just trying to catch the dude, and and this is also one of the rare movies that, um, at least in the modern era, that it doesn't have the happiest of endings. You know, so I think it's a, no spoilers. That's no spoilers, but buckle up. It's a western, you know. So awesome, boys! Good job, well done. Um, well, I will uh, go ahead and uh, I'm going to give everyone, all of our listeners at home, uh, a little bit of a homework assignment here. Um, your homework assignment. Hi, Cream. Your homework I hope assignment. you guys aren't hearing all those bings and bongs. No. I got a lot of bings and bongs here, John. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Jordan, you listen to I, yeah, I do. Office Hours, right? Totally. You got to tell Maggie not to uh, maybe get off Netflix or something. John, I think it's my <laughs> new favorite show. He's off. Anyway, um, um, so here's the, John, we're going to get to the homework assignment for our listeners. Next episode, so a week from today, <clears throat> we are going to dive deep into the movie The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, um, which probably would have made my list. I've seen it. It's on Netflix. It is a Coen Brothers, which has come up multiple times. I did not times. know that. It's, a, it's come up multiple times. It is arguably within the same universe as the old old brother where out thou. If you're into that movie, which big time, totally resurrected bluegrass music for all you hillbillies. Out same there. lead actor, right? Uh, well, he's he's a uh, well. He's one of the soggy <laughs> bottom boys, but he only plays. Uh, is that the kid from uh, Thirty Rock? Struck. No, uh, no, not French Stewart. Yeah, he's a goofball. <laughs> No. But yeah, that's your homework assignment, listeners. Is uh, watch Buster Scruggs, please do. That's uh, we're gonna start doing this every week. We're gonna give you a little bit of an assignment. Watch Buster, watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, borrow your parents' account. You that one, you, that one was fun too because that. it was like they started marketing Cousin it, Greg. and then and I was like, ooh, Cohen Brothers, a western. What is happening here? And I saw the marketing for it like on Instagram or online or something, and then. Um, when I got to the end of whatever trailer I was seeing, it's like available now on Netflix. I said, "What? What? Like, exactly? That's I, can, the beauty I don't have of to Netflix. go to the theater for this. This is That's just great. on my. Uh-huh. This is on my Xbox now. I just have to stream this now. Oh, yeah. so good! It's a Fucking God bless Netflix. It's an anthology style film, so it's multiple tales. I believe six tales, um, and it harkens back to. Um, coal dust on the fiddle there's a bunch of old wild west books where there was just tales and sometimes there'd be a song and you sometimes it'd be a story and uh i mean it goes back to the old zane gray like wild west novellas pulp pulp uh literally pulp fiction style style books and if any of you i i was a nerd and i read laura ingalls wilder books when i was a kid and that was like they they that was their version of well i can't wait to get my hands on this next book because it was just a bunch of stories and once those stories came out that's all everybody in town would talk about was those stories and i feel like um, one of those one of those great one of those cohen bros got a hold of whatever book that was published in and it, it, after like a couple of the stories instantly jumped on the phone and was like oh my god I found our this. next project um, yeah. just now learning that Tom motherfucking Waits is in the movie Tom Waits is in it Yeah, he, he's arguably he might be in my favorite story we'll talk more that's, about that I think that's my favorite week. story yeah we'll talk um, more about also, that next week also if you're going to watch it just know that like it's, it's I think it's like a two hour two hour plus thing and some of the stories are really short 
some of them are like 15 minutes and then some mm-hmm. of them are like a half hour so just yeah enjoy yourself absolutely it's, it's good it's good it's really good um, yeah. can we do our honorable, honorable mentions real quick i don't want to well yeah we let me hit talk about them no let me hit up uh, some of our listeners honorable mentions real quick if you don't yeah. mind um, and then i got so a game for us some movies that haven't been mentioned yet we got uh, we talked about butch cassidy and sundance kid that man that's a beautiful film just encapsulates the time period um we got uh true grit is on there a bit we talked about that we got uh let me see here dances with wolves dances with wolves is is on there that's also hot yeah and then i mean uh, yeah and so jordan what's some of just real quick off the off your cuff there what's some of your honorable mentions well yeah dances with wolves for sure um we talked a little bit. Oh, I, I didn't list Hateful Eight in my top three. I had a hard time with that. Um, it's a slow burn. Yeah. It's really good. Like, I think if you had to pick one Tarantino movie for your list, Django wins. So I see what you did, and I yeah. I agree. Yeah. Thank you. John, honorable mention? Oh, honor, honorable mentions are... Uh, the three amigos uh oh god that's so good <laughs> and then i also have nice job. Uh, another comedy uh casa dimi padre i don't know if you guys have seen this with, with will, will ferrell, ferrell. oh yeah. my god it's so it's... entirely in spanish um you will there's nothing funnier than will ferrell speaking spanish <laughs> he will cry i mean you will cry laughing it is like basically like spanish 2 in high school someone had to write a script it is so hilarious dude uh yeah yeah we uh someone just mentioned online nighthawk said uh the good the bad and the ugly which is on rotten tomatoes their number two top 100 uh western films of all time is their number two film uh maybe some dishonorable mentions like uh ridiculous six wild wild west not that bad not that bad ridiculous Um, six is not that bad um my uh what my honorable mention is going to be uh, Lone Ranger. Uh, open Range. I don't know if you guys have seen Open Range with Kevin Costner. It's got maybe one of the best shootout scenes of any film that I've seen. Um, it's got a really uh, the plot is it doesn't really come together till towards the end. But man, it's a good one. Open Range with Kevin Costner. I would totally uh, Robert Duvall as well as in that Lonesome Dove. I know it's not a movie. It's a more of a mini series, but. Um, if you watch the original Lonesome Dove, man, that's a that's a really good one. Um, yeah, those are my good, bad, ones. ugly. Says we talked about it. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about. So I looked up on uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes the top 100 Western movies. God and, damn it! This is my game. Let yeah, let's let let John. Oh, take us in. All right, take well, us then in. You, John. Joel's already studied up. He'll know it. No screens. Well, I, I, I started watching the number one movie, which is The Treasure of the Sierra Madres. Ooh. And uh, it stars Humphrey Bogart, which, just to talk about Humphrey Bogart, he was such a number one actor. He was like the Tom Cruise of the, the 40s and 50s. He is not a good looking man. <clears throat> and he does not sound Western at all. He's got this like New York, I don't know how to describe it kind of accent. And he smokes cigarettes the entire film. <coughs> Excuse me. Jeez. And uh, so did you. He's got the black lung. But it has this he Wizard of Oz cigarettes. style uh, kind of plot line. I'm only halfway through the film, so I, sh- I don't even really shouldn't even talk too much about it. But it's a it's a guy who's literally begging for money. 
who wins the lottery and buys everything he needs to go out and hunt for gold. And uh, they head out west, which at that time was unknown territory. Like they talk about how there's people that have seen tigers and, you know, it's there's venomous snakes. And it's just like this dangerous adventure land. And um, they go out and they look for gold and um, they get screwed over a bunch of times. So it's a black and white film, 1948, Humphrey Bogart. Um, I like it so far, but it is 100%. It's the number one of the top 100 Western movies. So, John, I'll let you take that segue All right. into your – John has a trivia game for us. It's just a game. I, how do you guys want to set up points for this? We should establish this now, and I okay. suppose we gold can talk bars. about it off. Gold bars. Um, <laughs> Nuggets. The gold bars? Ooh, that's yeah. kind of perfect. Gold bars. Yeah. All right, so if you win a game, you get a gold bar. I will. Yeah. I have no problem uh, keeping track of score. Um okay. What's our end game? How many gold bars until we award somebody a prize? And what is the prize? Cocaine gum. Cocaine gum for the winner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, I think the prize is is we go in and get that guy a decent cowboy hat. Oh my god, that's great, Stetson. Good one. And then I think for the loser, that's a great idea. I think for the loser, we live stream, film them going to one of those shitty bars, riding a one of those mechanical bulls, but at the hardest setting. I like that. I feel like that okay. could also go with the winner, though. So, how many gold <laughs> yeah. bars? How many gold bars get you a victory? Um. Well. Um, how many? Also, uh, what's the freak? Like one game a show, or like? Yeah, I would say I would say one or two games a show, and anyone can bring one at any time. And um, obviously, I I'm at a disadvantage. Maybe <laughs> we don't. Let's 50. not do a lose. Let's not do a loser thing. Let's just do the winner gets this? a bomb cowboy hat. Let's start there, and we'll okay. do first one to ten gold bars. I just want to see Jordan ride a mechanical bull on the hardest. Dude, side. I will do that tonight. <laughs> yeah, he'll do it anyway. So let's do that. Let's do the winner gets a, a decent cowboy hat. Like, we're talking like the $70? $70 yeah, okay. Yeah, and so the, so the, two, the two parties are although, Jordan, are we planning on you? You're going to be on this podcast every week, right? I uh, I'm gonna now be uh, a, a a regular. I don't. I'm not. You know. Because otherwise, it's just between me and Joel, and I know Joel has spent plenty on cowboy hats in the past. Uh, <laughs> I have like four or five, I think. You definitely. Either have way, a fake leather here's jacket. the game. We'll figure it out. Um, I, we can talk well, about this off here, pod. Just to get to your answer about the amount, I say by let's say by April, whoever has the most gold bars by April twentieth. <laughs> I support it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, posting the prize right now. A decent hat, and the the winner gets a say in it. You know, as long okay. as it's in the sixty seventy dollar range. All right. Um, the game is there is a website called Ranker.com. Are you familiar with the website? No. Okay. Familiar. Ranker.com is cool because it is Rancor, open to like anyone. You don't have to monster, have an account. You can upvote or downvote giant. anything you want. And this is basically the internet saying, um, you know, here are our, our favorite things. And so these are the top five Western movies. The, the page is the best Western movies ever made. You each okay. get to write down two titles. And you have right. to tell me 
I'll choose my notes. You, you have to try to name um, movie titles that are in the top five according top to Ranker.com or okay. the users of Ranker.com. The users. So let me know so when you're ready. This is not a critic base because what I looked at, nope. the 100 list I looked at, was based on critics. Like this Rotten is not Tomato based on style. critics. I'm sure critics could, could participate in this, but you do not have to have an account for this website. You can go in, and Ranker.com is cool because they have like lists for everything. You could say okay. your favorite Nickelodeon cartoon. You could say your favorite president. You could say is beer on there? your favorite state. Yeah, oh, I'm is. sure beer. I'm yeah, sure beer's on there. Beer, multiple um, types of beer. So this is Ranker.com. Their their slogan is "Vote on everything," um, and and I'm looking right now at the top five list. Jordan, make sure Joel doesn't Google this because he's that no, type I see of him. cowboy. He's an outlaw. I'm a yep. hustler. All right. He's got quite the satchel. This game, uh, <laughs> whoever wins, this is good for one gold bar. One gold bar. One gold bar. Okay. Have you guys written down your titles? Oh no! Give us a. You gotta write down your titles. Yeah, I, write I your have, titles down. I have okay. Too. So I'm writing down Joel, my Joel, top to five in no down. particular order, okay. right? Joel, they I'll have to be written down because if you hear and, Jordan's, yeah. dude, you might and, be an outlaw and change your answers. John, do I need to rank them or I can do no particular order top five? No no particular order. Whoever okay. uh, whoever does best, whoever gets the most uh, movie titles out of the top five after writing down two titles will... Uh, Don't write it in there. Um, will take the win. You take the gold right bar. Okay. All right, they are writing it down. Joel, you have yours done. Um, Take a moment. I, Don't worry. I know we're I know we're going long whew, on this podcast. I'm stuck between two right now. Um, just write down two. This is what the internet thinks are the best Western movies ever made, according to Ranker. Okay, I got mine. Hold on. Right, Almost there. Joel has his confirmed. Jordan is writing now. Listeners, I'm not looking at the chat, but feel free for. Mixler.com, folks. To Jordan, keep in. an eye on him, man. You know well, how no, he's he plays hands are games. hands are folded, phone is down, he's there. ready. Yeah, uh, you are there. You have to keep an eye on him. I and look at his Google list after he goggles. says his answers. He's a shark. He's a land shark. I'm a dust shark. <laughs> All right, Jordan, you good? He's not good. I think he's Jordan's good. a long thinker. He's thinking. I threw he's a wild rubbing. card in there. I'm in. Okay. All right. Uh, let's start with Joel. Oh, you're not going to just say from five up? Yeah, just say them, and then we'll tell you how we did, and we'll look at each nope. other. Joel, okay. tell me your two. I'm going to say my two. I'm going to say Tombstone yes. and The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Okay. Jordan, two. you say your two? My top two? Your just two, the, two that, two. the two that you were asked to write down. Oh, I wrote down five. No, you write down two, your top two. Okay. Um, <laughs> you wrote down five. Pick your top two. Don't rush him. I have the same ones. He has the same ones. So you're gonna have to have a tiebreaker. Jordan, independent. Pick your two, man. He <laughs> All right. If you're giving me a chance to listen, man. Break if you the say the same here. one Joel does, then you'll also get the point, and that'll cancel those points. I out. did. I, it was Tombstone and Good, Bad, Ugly. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you guys write down a third. I'm gonna need you to both write down a third. All right. I got it. I should have oh, just had you my... write down your top five. <laughs> I already have my third. All right, Joel has his third. Yeah. I'm going to wait for Jordan to put his phone down. Uh, I'm in. All right. You, have you should not be on your phone. All right, Jordan has his third. Jordan, what is your third? What we'll paper next? Uh, Django Unchained. Okay, Joel, what is your third? For a few dollars more. Whoa. Okay. It's a tie. 
Really? We both yeah, got tell me your, the top tell two. Tell me your fourth. All right, I'm going to have to think about my fourth. Top five all-time westerns. All right, I have my fourth. Jordan? Yeah. Have Joel, Jordan what's your go fourth? first this time? I'll go first. I said Hateful Eight. Okay, I Joel? said 310 to Yuma. Nice. Oh, wow, okay. You guys are trash at this. Um, <laughs> is it? Wait, wait, did we? Were we on the list? I think we're both getting gold yes. bars, brother. <laughs> yes. I, don't think, I don't think we're trash. Picked. I think we're actually right, really so, good. <laughs> yeah. So we maybe we'll just do double gold bars. Um, you both picked the number one, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes. High five. According to the internet. So good job there. Um, the number two is the outlaw of Josie Wales. Ah, oh, that was gonna be my next one. If you asked for another one. Of course it was, because you can say that. <laughs> Yeah, that the was going to be my next one, too. Shout out to Clark Princeton. That's his favorite <laughs> the number movie three of all time. is Unforgiven, which is an awesome movie. Morgan mm. Morgan Freeman. Yeah, Morgan Freeman, Gene Hackman. Um, number four, Magnificent Seven. Original with Steve McQueen. Number five, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Damn. Good job, boys. Good job. You each gold earn bars. A gold. You each earn a gold bar, yes. I still think you need to do a tiebreaker. No, I don't. I'll take my gold bar. I could do a tiebreaker if you want. I think you need to do a tiebreaker. There can only be one. What, like highest grossing or? Well, it's up to it's up to Creamy McJohn pants. Oh, I can I can do a tiebreaker. You guys ready? Yeah. All right. The uh, there's a movie. It it, it start and I and I it's actually really sad that this name hasn't come up yet in our western movie conversation rad dad redemption uh there's an actor who's been known to be in many a western film and he is known as the duke amongst his friends he is john wayne are you familiar with john wayne yeah all right so there is a title it's called searchers is the name of the movie searchers no looking up stuff on your phone i want to know i got notes this movie is high, highly ranked. It currently has a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. A four out of four from Roger Ebert. Um, I want to know what year it was released. Whatever, Whichever uh, one of you cowboys writes down the closest year. Is this Price is Right? It is not Price is Right rules. Closest. You can go over. I'm in. Whoever writes down the closest year of its release will win one gold bar good towards a 60 to 70 dollar cowboy hat <laughs> um do we keep the gold bar that we tied for these, these aren't or real no okay bars. this is a this is a tiebreaker yeah okay it's all 500 right. you guys have you're, you're writing a year down uh, we yeah we're, we're both in yeah all right making eye contact uh, joel, joel what year did you write down 1967 okay jordan what year did you write down 1963 all right the Searchers, directed by John Ford. Oh, I Based got you on beat, The Searchers son. by Alan LeMay. I think we're both too late. By Frank Nugent. Was released in 1956. Jordan. Yes! Jesus! Yes! Well One gold bar. I'm going to the Sunday. fence. I'm going to get you a Pharrell hat. Like a real... No, Stetson. Oh, you already have hats pulled up. I have a lot of hats pulled up. <laughs> yeah. He started awesome. hat shopping already? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Jordan, 
Um, as a as a beer connoisseur, you brought in some beers for us to taste tonight. Yeah, um, and can... today is a special day in a, in a weird Wild West kind of tie-in. And uh, yeah, we'll hand it over to you for our final segment of our show here. I am a firm believer that um, there's a creative way to beer or to, <laughs> to pair, <laughs> yeah, to beer, uh, to pair a beer with uh, most occasions and themes. Um, so today I brought in a, a couple different beers that we've enjoyed. Um, one from a local brewery out of Boulder. Uh, the brewery is called Cellar West. Okay. Aptly named. Um, and this one is Long Lost. So it is a oak aged white ale. Uh, Cellar West really does a great job doing uh, what we call a top fermentation, open fermentation. So they're pulling yeast from the air so you can't create that beer anywhere else. Love really? it. Yeah, it's a Belgian style of making beer. Uh, they do a really good job. A lot of saisons and farmhouse ales. Uh, this one. Pretty they make cool. Wine as well, too, right? Uh, they use a lot of wine barrels, but they're a, a, a brewery. So, okay. uh, this one is by style. It's a white ale with spices, but uh, it uses uh, Britannomyces, which uh, will sour the beer. There's some orange peel, lemongrass, uh, cumin, ginger. Uh, really nice, bright, just exciting beer. We, we had it earlier in the show. Uh, Joel, initial thoughts? Um, well, I am not a big fan of the. Uh, the sour slash wild beers. Lots of bings uh, and bongs. A lot of bings and bongs. A lot of bing and the bong here. Um, but uh, my lovely new sister-in-law introduced us to the Rosetta by Amagang, mm-hmm. which is a uh, a cherry kind of tart beer. And we're, ta- we're talking about this beer. No, I know. But I like that flavor. <laughs> and so in drinking that one... Um, it was good. Expand was your good. palate a little bit. Yeah, Cellar West smoky. in Boulder. Um, yeah. It's kind of in a weird alley. There's like a garage door. Uh, it, it's about as small as a like pint room, tap room uh-huh. can be. Really good stuff. Um, the second beer that I brought was part of the Game of Thrones series from Brewery Omi Gang. Now, wiener, you'd mentioned... Wiener, 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 Nice and soft. Wiener, 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 not coming. erect. Um, so... Um, Game of Thrones, HBO has partnered with uh, Brewery Oma Gang, who I work for. Officially? Yeah. That's okay. a licensed product. And uh, we have all these awesome Game of Thrones beers. They just they kick ass. They're very different. The one Game that we're... Thrones. Yeah, I'm not going to go through the whole series, but uh, we're, we're drinking one of uh, what we call the Royal Reserve series. Whoa. So of our four remaining heroes or heroines in the show, they each get Spoiler their own alert. beer. Um <laughs> This one is, of course, for Daenerys. It's called the Mother of Dragons. Uh, the beer that you were talking about, Rosetta, is a creek. Um, it's a cherry creek. So this beer um, that Wait, we're drinking, what's a creek beer. So it's a it's a Belgian style of beer using cherries. So aged on cherries, and but that's a style of beer, mm-hmm. creek. Beer? Yeah, K R I E K. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, I'm learning this a ton. this beer, Mother of Dragons, by Omi Gang. Uh, has a blend of that creek that we're talking about, as well as with a smoked porter. So, Mother Dude, of Dragons, smoke, the, uh, the Cherry Creek. Smell it's it's incredible. Um, show me you can the find these. You can find these on you know most shelves. Um, look for the Game of Thrones logos. They're they're really cool. Just different beers. They they fit in with the show. Uh, I thought these two would be a great choice. For well, tonight and today is also um, yeah. re- repeal day. So hashtag repeal day. 
Uh, just remember, folks, we do have a 21st Amendment, and it means we're allowed to drink and distribute alcohol. Um, and with that comes you know, great stories from local breweries and um, even greater stories like the, the big macro breweries like you know, Miller, Coors, and Anheuser-Busch. Um, we, Jordan would have been horrible in the time of Prohibition. No way, dude. No, think about it, Joel. Speakeasies and whisper huts and stuff. Oh yeah, like, he would have been hey, that man slinging his thick. We got beers dip. over here. Um, guys, who wants a moonshine? <laughs> our, our younger brother Jordan has no control over the volume of his voice. Joel's been doing everything he can to mix it properly on his side so that your speakers don't blow out in your car. Yeah. I probably failed. I, I apologize. You listening. should. It's a mess in here. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, so prohibition happened December fifth. 1933. 1933, and it lasted for 13 years. So there are a plethora of cool things to learn about well, what 19, happened. Yeah, sorry, Jordan. It was 1919 to 1933. Sure. Yeah. And so um, during that time, I mean, it was illegal. It was uh, – you couldn't – if it was on your person, you're, you're going to jail. If yeah. you're running it, you're going to jail like forever. So – uh, people, yeah, there were a lot of uh, distribution rings that existed that got a lot of people. Have you have you seen the movie Life? Martin Short and Eddie Murphy. That's a cereal life. Yeah, that's good cereal. It's good. I like cinnamon, but um. Oh yeah, I know that movie. It's life. not Martin Short. It's Martin yeah, Lawrence. Yeah, the prison one. That Martin, movie's yeah, Martin Lawrence. Martin yeah. Lawrence. Yeah. So they were rum running, and that's that's how they got put in the slammer. But um, no, it's 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 cool because. You know, the only other way you could get booze in that time, uh, besides breaking the law and going to like a speakeasy or, uh, you know, like making your own moonshine, apparently uh, you could get hooked up with doctors and they would prescribe alcohol. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a way to get booze that you know you could just drink Interesting. for for different things. Yeah, I learned that through so my any trivia categories or whatever. Yeah. So you guys know what psoriasis is? Yeah, yeah. Joel has it. Yeah, so um, totally right the now. the death rates. So it's your liver failing, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the the short answer. Um, so psoriasis death rates in men were twenty nine point five per one hundred thousand in nineteen eleven. Well, okay, that's not that much. That's and not that much. then it dropped all the way down um to ten point seven. So. I mean, just had a thirteen years. Impact. Yeah, thirteen years of no alcohol did a, a, a great duty for well, psoriasis the crazy numbers. Thing about alcohol, um, it's so easy to make. Like, how well, hard it, would that have been to mm-hmm. really like? If, if they like, make it in prison, man. Well, they should make an AMC well, you can, you series need, where they just you need a fermentable sugar. That's they, it. But like, I would love to see a series where they like. Well, prohibition continued. Like you know, like man, man in the high castle, like that style. It of would never show. happen. It would never um, happen. Also, uh, mental health admissions and state mental health institutions uh, dropped by sixty percent during those thirteen years as well. So, oh, dude, well, I, I will say, up. I will say how great it is that we, um, for the economy and local business and just fun and joy with your friends to have alcohol. Um, but during the thirteen years that there was not alcohol. Um, some amazing things happen to society. Uh, arrest. Are you for, shitting me right now? Arrest for public drunkenness, <laughs> disorderly contact, 
Conduct declined fifty percent. Was a good thing. No, I'm saying that like we often sell no, uh, we celebrate repeal day, but these are like fascinating facts that I found. Um, I'm listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, arrests for disorderly conduct, conduct and uh, public drunkenness declined fifty percent. This is just thirteen years of yeah. no alcohol. So, I mean, we could keep going. Yeah, well, listen. Bad jokes weren't told. Good jokes weren't laughed at. I think that I mean, like, what else? What else happens but, when people aren't drinking? So right. And after right. Um, we got the best of both worlds. We got our booze back, and that speakeasy culture is really fun. There, there's modern speakeasies, which well, are really fun. A good friend of ours, Luke Feakin, ran a speakeasy for a few years, and. Um, yeah, underground dancing, underground music. A lot of people attribute jazz um, as being a big outcome of the Prohibition era. Dance, uh, swing true. dancing. Yeah, like it was um, crazy time, man. And it was uh, the Women's Organization for National Prohibition Reform that brought it back. Well, ladies did. The ladies. Holler it was the a, ladies, a popular, a, a popular, um, I guess, candidacy like running term. Um, or you know, like uh, yeah, it's a it's just it was on, an issue that, that it, yeah pr- the everyone's yeah. talking about. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It was well, the awesome. Puritans so, yeah. that got this whole fucking thing going. And if you think prohibition is over and that we can celebrate, you know, you're wrong. Okay, oh, because there are go. many here other recreational oh, um, drugs mm-hmm. that you can you know put into your body John that that. To this date, uh, illegal, illegal. You know what I mean? Well, and it was talking uh, about the reefer bones. It was well, Franklin D. Roosevelt who ran on the issue and won and uh, promised to repeal prohibition in 1932. And he said, "And do you know? Do you remember the quote?" Oh, he says, "After all this, what this country needs is a good drink." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's all. And I, you know what? What a great way to wrap it up. Thanks, Cream. Um, I got a couple parting statements, and then Cream's going to play a, a riff or two on the guitar. Oh, um, dear. So uh, Rad Dad Redemption, again, is part of Rad Dad Radio, which is um, going to spin off into a lot of other areas. So we do appreciate you just listening. Step one is listen to our show. We do appreciate that. Talk about us. If you have a friend that is a dad, dame, or dude that might benefit from hearing some of this conversation, definitely send them um, our live show link. We are getting ready to... Um, Put out the podcast stream so you'll be able to hear last episode and this episode. Oh, it will be replayable yep. and recorded. Yep. It's not yep. lost into the ether. Yep. Um, yeah, it's not gone forever. Um, yeah, we're going to be able to put that out so that folks can uh, um, share it with their friends and listen to the the past episodes. Um, we are on Patreon, so you can go to patreon.com slash raddadradio, and that is a chance for you to support what we're doing. And our goals are pretty simple. This is a new podcast, and we have other podcasts in mind. Um, we are hoping to get better equipment. To uh, We did improve from last week with our lag, but we are hoping to be able to get some better equipment that will allow us to uh, uh, make it so that it is a seamless episode and it sounds good every single time. We are hoping to launch a website eventually. Um, and then we are big picture dreams, right? Jordan asked me this, like, what do you want to do? What's big picture dream? I'd like to have a rad dad retreat, man, where dads and kids can come out here to Colorado and do some Cowboy little, up. really do Hell some yeah. epic, epic stuff with their kids, um, go camping, 
um, get on some peaks, see some wildlife, go fishing, that kind of stuff. So that is really what we want to do um, is serve our, our audience in this awesome Rad Dad um, community. Also look forward to Twitch streams where you can play Rad Dad, Rad Dad? Red Dad Redemption. <laughs> With um, us Rad Dads here at Rad Dad Redemption, you can uh, get online and play in our posse. Our posse is called Kakfu. That's a story for another time. Um, it's an acronym. It's an acronym. Kind of cool, kind of fucked up. Uh, but you can come and uh, play some video games with us and eventually some other games with us. Um, and we do have our very first sponsor, guys. I don't know if you heard about this. We do have our very first sponsor. Um, The sponsor's name is Madeira, M-A-D-E-R-A. And Madeira makes... um, camping goods which i think about arthur there in the wild west and i think he mm. could have done he would have done pretty well with a hammock going out into the woods and camping on a hammock and uh and uh they make a lot of great stuff uh i know they have uh, camping chairs and tents and uh they make the custom wood watches so um that we will post the link in the show notes if you use that link we make um a little bit of money to help us keep everything going so um Thank you, all of you. This is a big, fun, new endeavor, and we appreciate your support. And uh, um, if you're not listening to a Hell podcast, yeah. listen to this podcast. It's pretty good. So I'll hand it over to Creamy, who's going to play us out. Redemption, fuck prohibition, <laughs> rad dad redemption, fuck prohibition. I feed my kids eggs three times a week. I like to talk on a podcast speak. Rad dad redemption. Watch Unforgiven, Rad Dad Redemption. You can have some redemption. It's Rad Dad Redemption. And the coyotes say, <laughs> "Thanks, Creamy." John, I I wanted to hear some whistles at the end of that. <laughs> Rad Dad. <laughs> All right, ladies. That was and fun, listeners. boys. Good, good pod, and uh, good pod. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. All right, see you next week. Bye bye.
so good. <laughs> See you next week.